Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Get a gun. Now, there we go. <laughs> Internet now. Internet now. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of Slam Fire Radio, our live show for April 7th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel Michaud. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. Uh, oh, I didn't pull up the show notes, so I don't know who's next, so I'm going to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In true typical fashion, Matthew, you interrupted me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Sorry, Trevor, go ahead. Who are you? I'm Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Hi, Matthew. And I'm Matthew. Yes, you are. And welcome to Slam Fire Radio. Uh, there we go. 199.75. Or 202. <laughs> or 200. <laughs> we can't count past potatoes, so 200. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, why, don't, uh, why don't we head into what we did with guns and uh, kind of like to, to talk about what we did in guns, we're actually uh, proud to announce that We've now got on a show sponsor for our podcast, and it's the Calgary Shooting Center and Jeff Reese. Hello. How, hey, how everybody's doing? Everybody's hey, doing good. How are you? Good. I'm in, I'm, in the, I'm in the vault here with a bunch of guns, so I'm at work. And you don't have a camera on? I'm in a vault they're... at gun with a bunch. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think they're allowed cameras in the vault, Matthew. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. All right. We'll let it slide this time, I guess. <laughs> Awesome. Well, the Calgary Shooting Center has is, is been generous enough to uh, sponsor uh, our show, and they're going to be sponsoring the What We Did in Guns uh, each week. And uh, I, I think that's just awesome because one of the things we want to do here is is promote great uh, great shops out there in Canada, and uh, Calgary Shooting Center is definitely uh, one of the ones at the top. And since we haven't paid you yet, you're getting what you paid for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did you did choose the longest section of the show, so you will get your money's worth every week that I'm on. <laughs> well, since you're uh, since you're paying for this part, uh, Jeff, what, what did you do in guns this week? I received a whole bunch of guns this week. I didn't and shoot sold a sold a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, and I actually shot my C8. Nice. Uh, yeah, cool. Oh, and I got a new Remington 597. Oh, good for you. That's Trevor has one of those. Yes. Yep. Now, which should've, version? Should've Jeff? On. Hmm? <laughs> which version did you get, Jeff? I got the free one. The fr- oh, the best. <laughs> gotcha. Those are the best kinds. <laughs> it's it's gray. I don't know. All right. So, <laughs> does it have iron sights and a thin barrel, or has it got a bull barrel? Uh, sporter barrel iron sights. All right. Cool. Let's just start. Yeah. Awesome. You have should. A I haven't shot it yet, though, so... All right, we'll get it all geared up with a sling and get out to a maple seed. But I just got 10,000 rounds of Ely, so, hey. Ooh. 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 Nice. <laughs> I could use some Ely. I'm your yes. friend. <laughs> 10X? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. The good awesome. stuff. Yep. What are you planning on doing with the uh, 22? I'm uh, going to shoot gophers. Thousands of gophers. Yeah. With 10X, I hope. <laughs> No, with uh, not with 10x. No, 
They're not worth that <laughs> This much. is some expensive gophers. <laughs> no. I do have some, what is it called? Turn around. High velocity hollow points. It's got a picture of a gopher on the box. So. Oh, well, then it's obviously for gophers. It's obviously for, hey. yeah. That's how my grandfather picked his dog food. And the t when the manufacturer changed the bag and took the picture of the short-haired pointer off, he didn't know what to do. He's like, where's, where's food for my dog? And they're like, well, <laughs> Dan, this is what you buy every week. He said, that's not my dog. That's a German Shepherd. <laughs> I've got a pointer. <laughs> oh, man. He was a smart guy. Yeah, he wasn't even from Newfoundland or nothing. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so, um, needless to say, we'll be pushing the, uh, you know, if you don't shop there, you're a communist line even more than ever before because now it's definitely official. Like, it's as real as it gets now, kids. Yeah, yep. communism. It's not for everyone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, um, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, isn't communism for everyone? Isn't that the whole point of it? Yeah, it kind of is. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jeff, you guys are sponsoring the show. We'll be yes. plugging the show every week, letting people know where they can find you guys, both uh, on the street and online. Uh, what about a promo code? Do you think in the future, once things get rolling, that might be something we could see where we could throw out a promo code there, and the listeners could use it on your website to get a you know I don't know seventy eight percent discount. <laughs> 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 Way to put yeah, on the that's spot, a very too. specific number. Uh, free shipping on all SKS is going to postal code starting with E. Ooh. <laughs> There's two of us. There's literally yeah. dozens of us. Yeah. I, I think that's something we can work into. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. That, that, is gonna ha that, that question is going to uh, flood our inbox tomorrow. So if we didn't cover it now, yeah. it would... Uh, yeah, what's the promo code for the Calgary Shooting Center? Which, of course, will be not a commie, but of course yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll 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 let you know what it is, but we'll definitely put something out. Perfect. It awesome. might be on cool. a it might be just on a specific item, or it could be you know free shipping, uh, or we'll oh, yeah, we need out. to change it up. It, yeah, we need to change it up. This month's promo code gets you free shipping. Next month's promo code gets you not a commie tattoo. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> mix, mix it up. Yeah, it'll give us something to talk about as well. Some different uh, different product and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and of course, hopefully too, we can have you or other employees at the Calgary Shooting Center come on once in a while to, you know, plug plug the store, talk about the uh, the amazing indoor range that you guys have, um, or products that you're getting in, new lines that you're carrying, that sort of thing. I mean, we're not going to turn it into a one big Calgary Shooting Center commercial, but I mean, we can certainly have you guys on to talk about new stuff and especially that indoor range. I don't know if people realize just how advanced that thing is. Well, I mean, that, that might actually be a good, uh, a good thing to cover. Jeff, why don't you just give us like a real, like some of our listeners might not know all the stuff that you guys have. So let us know uh, what, uh, what do you guys have there in terms of like what you carry and, and what's the shooting range like? Well, apart from the obvious gun and ammunition inventory, it's uh, 12 shooting bays. Uh, of course, everything's inside. And the uh, live fire cinema range, we get to shoot at moving video targets with your pistol or rifle, just like a big video game. Sweet. And uh, two gunsmiths. And one's a master gunsmith and stock maker from Germany. Yeah. Nice. So when you need your $5,000 stock, that's, that's the guy you call. That's how much the wood costs. And there's cost of making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He don't, he don't play. Yeah. Now, um, 
I've been to the Calgary Shooting Center and I've shot in that range and I've shot in other indoor ranges before and it it truly is state of the art. There's no leaving there with a funny feeling in the back of your throat because you've been ingesting burnt powder. You don't blow your nose and find black soot coming out in the Kleenex. The air is really clean. It's well circulated. Um, if there's a guy in there with a comp, it's not going to be a good time, but that's no different than anywhere else. But I know air quality is a, is a huge concern for yep. people about going to indoor ranges, and it's not a concern at the Calgary Shooting Center. We use the same filtration system as ORs, so yeah, it, it's clean. Go. Yeah, it's clean. So mind you, there's generally not a lot of shooting happening in an, in an OR, but we get <laughs> yeah. Generally. <laughs> generally. We, yeah. Even let, we even let black powder. That's how strong the ventilation is. Amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. So, so, and also, oh, okay, go ahead. No, uh, uh, is, is that uh, all that you did in guns this week? Uh, yeah, I, funny enough, I don't get to shoot that often, but hey, maybe, maybe once the uh, IDPA starts up again, we'll get some shooting done. Awesome. IDPA, IDPA Trevor is, is like IPSC, but it's more realistic and it won't get you killed on the street. Oh, there it is. There. <laughs> the only matches where that phrase is uttered are the ones that have the letters IDPA in the name. I don't practice anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where Ipsic shooters go when they get too slow to be competitive. So we'll see you on the range. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's funny because I really bombed at this weekend's or last weekend's Ipsic match. <laughs> IDPA is looking good right now. Very good. <laughs> well, uh, why, don't, why, don't we, uh, why don't we head into the segment here? Uh, Matthew, did you want to start off? Sure. We're um, we going to cut him loose or are we keeping him? Jeff, you want to stick around? Or you want to you jump Get off? Get back to work. No, I, I'm, I'm working at the same time. So if you hear me curse and swear, it's just part of work. So we're going to say goodbye to Jeff now because this is a live <laughs> show. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. <laughs> No, you'll hear a lot of keyboard clicking, so maybe I'll just mute, and uh, you can ring if you want to get back on again. All okay. right, you you mute until we need you. Sure. Like I got All nowhere, right. I got nowhere else to go. So. All right. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Matthew, take it away. All right. Well, this segment brought to you by Calgary Shooting Center. If you don't shoot there, you're a communist. There it is. <laughs> you got to utter it for the first time officially. I'm um, I'm a little jealous. Just a little jealous. A I lot was going jealous. for a lot. Yeah, you got it. All right. What did I do this week in guns? I did a lot of dry fire practice. For the first time ever. That is all. <laughs> so because we actually have video, those of you who are listening, I'm very sorry for the next about two minutes because you're not going to get to experience the awesomeness that is Mantis X. I don't know if I'd say it's awesome, but it's pretty freaking cool. So there's my Glock. And there's the Mantis X on the bottom of the Glock. And it's just a little thing that you attach to your rail. And you get a neat little app that goes onto your smartphone. And hopefully people can see that. Yep. And yep. they're connected. So whenever I press the trigger now, you should see what I did wrong. What did I do wrong? 99. Woo! Pretty good. Is that it? Only yep. 99. Apparently 100 is impossible. I've gotten 99.6 is my highest it's so far. Probably impossible with a Glock, but probably possible with one of these. <laughs> a 1911 it's the yeah. shooter not the equipment trevor come on we'll, we'll see i would i put can't that... wait oh breaking wrist pushing Maybe. forward yes pushing forward yep and i, I, I kind of caught myself doing that as i uh as i pressed the trigger 
Unfortunately, um, Matthew, we'll never know if I can beat you with the Mantis X with my 1911. Because, you know, in 1911, nobody ever thought about putting a rail on a gun. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why that. duct tape was invented. I was just going to say duct tape, but I was taking my time practic- or, uh, squeezing <laughs> off that shot. Now, the cool thing is I've also um, have the ability. Oh, sorry. I should, I should show you real quick what else it does here. Uh, which way- Well, that's the wrong button altogether. Ah, oh, and it disconnected. Anyway, it, it actually gives you graphs and stuff, and it shows you how you did. Um, and let's see if I can do a couple crappy. No, no, it won't even. Nah, whatever. So it it's uh, it's pretty neat because it, it gives you your average, and it gives you um, sort of the the total kind of ideas what you've been doing wrong in that last session. And then it'll also give you graphs, and it tracks the first... I really want to show you, so I'm going to make this work if I can. And let's see. Did that work? Yeah, there we go. Cool. So you can see that the green is right before I press the trigger. The yellow is as I'm pressing the trigger, and the red is after I press the trigger. So you can see that the gun was definitely moving when I squeezed off that last shot. I got, what, like a 16% on that? I wasn't really trying. I was just pressing the gun. So, so it's a graphic representation of your follow-through. That's it. It actually is. And it's really neat. You can also do it with um, Airsoft. And so I put it on my Airsoft Glock because I have an Airsoft Glock too. And it actually tracks the muzzle after you squeeze off the shot. So you can actually track your recoil. And it, it'll the, the red will fly way up off the screen and then come back down and end up back in the center if you do it right. And if you don't do it right, it flies way up off the screen and never comes back. So, so if your if your muzzle's coming back to the center, the graph tells you. So you can you can actually use this to help tune your springs in your recoil just, spring. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. This is gonna tell you if your gun is oversprung, if it dips Ex- on. Exactly. So wow. it's it's really neat. I really like it. Oh yeah, we are playing with this with my uh, Ipsic pistols. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, that's we'll, so cool. Yeah, it, it's it's really uh, quite a fun app and. If nothing else, even if it did nothing else, it's making me dry fire more often. So that's that's the biggest uh, reason why I like it. And then, and of course, all the feedback you, you get. Interesting, Matthew. Last week you were saying definitely more or less geared towards a newbie. Yep. But now you've played with it a little while, a whole week longer, and you're finding more advanced things that you and I can do with it. Exactly. So that it, and the other nice thing is the the hardware is never going to change, but they can change the software just by updating the app. And so yep. if they come up with another cool thing that they've figured out that they can do, it's just an update and it's a free update on your phone. So the other cool thing is of course, anything that has a rail. So this is my PIR. It's got rails on it. Anything that has a rail, you can stick this thing on. It's got settings for Glocks. It's got settings for 1911s. It's got settings for ARs. It's got settings for you name it. And uh, and you can strap it onto your gun, and, and you can see what you're doing, if you're doing it right, if you're doing it wrong. So um, I, it, this is starting to sound a lot like a commercial for Mantis X. I don't mean it to be. It I did not get paid to say any of this. So, uh, yeah, a little disclaimer there. This is not paid advertising. This is just they sent it to me and asked me to review it. So there's my quick and dirty review. There will be a full video review eventually where I actually take it to the range and shoot uh, live fire through it and uh, show you guys how it all goes. So I'll shoot bullets instead yeah. of fire, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Matthew? laughs> Do you know who's uh, carrying it here in Canada? I don't know who's carrying it here in Canada, if anybody. Um, I got it sent to me straight from the States. So they do ship to Canada, so that's not a big deal. 
right. cool. Um, yeah, 150 US, I think. So, not not completely unreasonable. No, so. although not not to get access to what you're showing us there. That was really cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm really liking it. Yeah, like I said, can't wait to do some live fire and can't wait to try it out live fire with some rifles too. That'll be fun. Wonder how it would do on a shotgun. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there's really only one way to find out there, and it's gonna have to be done uh, there's just no way around it yeah so that's really so, all i did this week in gun so why don't we move on to the next guy trevor or gal? yeah um, so then, like i said gal <laughs> uh, <laughs> before uh let's see last weekend i went out twice to the range with muffin we did some um shooting i got out the um Oh, and by the way, so here I'm holding for the listeners, not the viewers. I'm holding my 1022 in the Magpul stock, and there's a little update. You can't really <laughs> see it too well, but the hair, the hair has gone back. So I'm stuck under my foot piece, piece of tape. That's wonderful. Anyway, the hair has gone back now that the uh, Magpul stock has arrived in the. So it was, it was just waiting for the to stock to rearrive. Is all it was what, Yeah, it's weird, right. man. It's like the hormones that grow the hair on my legs new or something. I don't know. It's psychological. Sense. <clears throat> yeah. So this thing is all kinds of um, badassery. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been working on it nonstop, like most 1022 owners, since I got it. <laughs> most recently. I installed, I kind of did this wrong. I should have ordered the entire Volkortsen trigger pack right out the gate, but I thought I could skimp and cut corners, and I, I, it was a mistake, obviously. So I've ended up ordering, I ordered the Volkortsen hammer, and then I thought, uh, I kind of like the idea of the Volkortsen trigger pad, or the shoe, the part that actually contacts your finger. So I'll order that too. So that hasn't come in yet, but the Volkortsen hammer came in, and I installed it, and the Volkortsen hammer, does not like the Ruger sear. The hmm. trigger, we, we used um, Captain Andy's trigger gauge, trigger scale, digital trigger scale, and it's just over two pounds, but it's creepy. I almost preferred it before. It was heavy, but it was sharp and crisp. Now it's soft and light, but, but a little creepy. So wouldn't you know, you can't <laughs> buy... He's laughing because it's you saying it creepy. It's creepy and it's soft and it's heavy and it's creepy. Kind of like Trevor. Oh, that's, that's just that's just awful. Go go back to whatever you were doing. Shh, Matthew, shh, Trevor's talking. Yes. Lost, lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, oh God, you can't. You know, you can't do that to me. Now I'm lost. I didn't, mean to. I didn't even bring it up. Adriel did. I was chuckling quietly to myself in my corner here. Oh, you guys. Are mean. Anyway, um. You were You're talking, talking about, how about it was... the Volkerts and trigger pack. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There yeah. You go. So, I got the hammer and then I ordered the trigger. So, now I need to get the, the sear. I can't find the sear online separately anywhere. So, what I might end up doing is ordering a whole new Volkerts and trigger pack, putting it in the other 1022 instead of this one. And this one will have a complete uh, Volkerts and trigger pack. So, and then the. Um, the cheek riser that I had on there was the, they make three sizes, no rise, a 0.25, or is it a 0.75, a 0.50, the 0.75 I had on there was a little too high and it was uncomfortable, especially when you try to get in some of the maple seed positions. So I, um, I ordered a set from Canada Ammo. It's supposed to be the high and the medium and it actually came with two mediums so that it's kind of really? interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody goofed at the factory. I don't know. Hmm. So Muffin put a um, Magpul stock on his 870 
and he needs a high because he's got an optic on there on a rail. So I'm going to bring him the high that was on this. And the other thing I did was I got some Magpul quick detach sling mounts for the um, one presses into the stock here. One works with an M lock on the front. And so with the little push of a button, you can remove your sling from the gun. I'm those also, are those little, those are those little tabs that you push in, right? Correct. Like, yep. like I, like on the PAR, it has them built into the stock. Where do I find those? Like I tried to, I yep. tried to just buy just those attachments, but I, all I can find is a, an entire sling, and it's like two hundred bucks. No, nope. no, no, no. Magpul, go to the Magpul website, Matthew, and look through the parts list under slings and stuff, and you can. Okay, I yeah. can find them there. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I want to, I want to hook up the, the PAR with a, a sling of some sort, and that um, seems to the, be the best way to do it. Jeff, do you M carry them? Oh, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you do. Oh, oh cool. yeah. Go talk cool. to Jeff. Now All right, I'll talk to Jeff. Don't be a communist. I, I certainly won't be. <laughs> uh, also, um, MS4. Look at the MS4, Matthew, because I think the MS4 comes out of the package ready for it. Yeah, now, and it'll so. switch from a single point to a double. I think the MS4 does. But I don't have a yeah, front so attachment. I don't have a front attachment point on the PAR. So I need... Do you have M-lock on the PAR? I have rails. What's an M-lock? M -lock yeah, you, can, is a you, can get a, you can get a QD to uh, a rail, uh, yeah. a little rail guy that goes. I think I've got one here. Somewhere. Everything you need is on Magpul's website, Matthew. I spent okay, 150 good. bucks and got three little things. <laughs> I would, I would get, I would. If you're going to get a sling, I would go definitely go for one of the ones that'll uh, go from a two point to a one point, just so you got that flexibility. Yes, that's what I totally want because you never know when those golfers require a single point hang. So you can uh, <laughs> yeah. go quick to pistol and take them out, shoot their little furry faces in the face. Well, I don't know if you remember the slings that I've been running at Shaw's courses, Matthew, but th that's what those are. They're amazing. I do. I yeah, I have yeah. one, um, okay. but it's not the those little buttonhole things. It's gotcha. just a regular clip. Yeah, you can here. convert them over though. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so, cool, cool, cool. So the other thing we fired was let me get this out of the way. We tested out the Matador Arms Sabretooth Mark II chassis. So it looks a little different from last time I posted pictures of it online. Uh, obviously, the stock is gone because it's been... It's kind of point, pointy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The stock belongs on my Remington 700 TAC-21 chassis, and it's with the gunsmith right now for another special project that I'm having him Cerakote and Parkerize things to do. But that's a story for next week. This is the Bushnell AR223 scope. It's on here for now with a set of 30 millimeter rings. I've got a quick detach burst mount on my uh, STI. It'll either take up permanent residency on this gun or on the STI. Probably on the STI because it's calibrated for 223 ammo. Um, I can maybe try and load to the speed that the reticle likes because it does have a BDC into it. Um, that shoulder stock looks like it probably transmits a lot of recoil into your yeah. shoulder. Yeah, we, we, we made, yeah, it does a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So um, what else? Oh, I put an AFG on there because I had an AFG on an AR that I sold. So I took the AFG off. You had one of those laying around? No, I did. And then you got it. And then I took one off my AR. So <laughs> the muzzle on this thing doesn't look like typically what you see in the front of an SKS. Like this SKS, for example, the front sight. I found, for me personally, ruins the look of the Matador Arms. You've got a up-to-date modern chassis system with an old gun from the 50s into it, and you you know you do because of the front sight. So um, my gunsmith ordered the 
SKS front sight removal puller tool, took it off and um, I'm going to thread it for a um, hammerhead brake from MDT. So the brake is, uh, will, should be on the way. And so next time you see this gun, it'll be threaded for a muzzle brake, again, making it look more modern. So, you know, once the SKS is in this chassis, most of the complaints that people have about the SKS are gone, and it just turns into another semi-automatic rifle, like our other semi-automatic rifles, only chambered in 762 by 39 The only reason I wouldn't run this, like, all the time is five-round mags. Yeah, so, five-round mags. There's no, no pistol mags for those. No, well, there isn't. Is, is yeah, it? but it doesn't work with this chassis system. So. Uh, you need yeah. like a laser on the side of that thing and a couple more things. I think the flashlight and the AFG and the scope. I've got and a flashlight. Not enough. Enough. You, you need a shotgun on there too, and a bipod. I do want to put a shotgun underneath one of my airs. So, the, and then the other thing we did was um, we we did some IPSC practice because we went to Spring Bang on the weekend. Spring Bang is a two door indoor match. Uh, at the AMA club in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. So um, I was having problems. It, well, well, it, uh, I had higher accuracy expectations, and I thought that was my issue. I thought my accuracy was bad until I saw the times. So the scoring was done through practice score. The, right. guy, who, the guy who won the match, uh, Jim Smith, uh, he's been doing this a long time, a little older than me, but he's a, I mean, he's shot, all over the world. He's a really accomplished of six shooter was shooting production. Now he's shooting classic. His time was somewhere in the neighborhood of 183 seconds. My time was in the 230 neighborhood. So out of eight shooters, I finished six. Um, I thought I was going to do better with captain Andy and a John guy, like all of the top production shooters with the exception of maybe Troy um, jumped from production to classic. So now there's a whole new crop of production shoes coming up and all the best production shoes in Nova Scotia switched to classic and Andy and his buddy, Steven, both new to Ipsic. Andy, I met Andy at this match in 2013. So he's been shooting around about 2013. Only, uh, we've only been shooting like two years longer than him, but him and Steven have caught way up. They practice to go to indoor ranges. And so Andy, Andy done whoop me. So good, good on him. I also shout out to Andy um, for people that have seen my classic gun in the past, they may recognize that all of a sudden it has big honking satellite dish, shiny stainless steel uh, safeties on it. Yeah. I didn't want to go that way, but my extended magazine release was pinching my hand into the safety and giving me a blister, like a, like a real like blood blister. It was pinching pretty bad and making it uncomfortable to shoot. So uh, remove So the your, your gun hurts your hand? I'm not doing that. I'm not, not Tommy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it pinched me. It's all, stop it. It hurt like a bugger. It was awful. So naturally, instead of changing my grip, I spent money. So uh, these are made by um, a Target, uh, Target Sports. No, God, Yosco, a double tap sports in Ontario. Um, and uh, he makes these. He actually machines these out. I think he, he manufactures them. He makes a couple of different parts. So they need to be fitted. So, we shot the first day uh, with my regular safeties, but took off the magazine button or magazine release because it was pinching my hand and it hurt. <laughs> and and put the, uh, we put these on for the next day. That's what you want to do. You want to make changes to your gun the next day. So so anyway, I don't know if it's because of the first match of the year. I don't know if it's because I'm not used to the 1911 yet. I'm not sure whatever. It could be because I'm old and fat. I don't know. The match did not That's go. That's not it. 
did not go well. That's not it? Okay, good. As long as it's not me, we'll find no, it's another not, excuse. You, you could probably buy your way out of this problem. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, back to the uh, the TAC-21. Oh, uh, what about this? The TAC-21? Yeah, the TAC-21. Um, it was scratched accidentally by a gunsmith when he was um, working on it last time I had the barrel rechambered. And he did his best to pat to you know patch it up, and it looked okay, but my LCD wouldn't abide it. So I wanted to get the receiver and the barrel parkerized, and the chassis, the actual TAC-21 chassis, parkerized. Get them all parkerized at the same time. They'll all come out the same shade. They'll all be matching, right? Well, guess what? You can't parkerize aluminum. Oops, my bad. I forgot. So what do we do? I'm not sure yet. Then I gave him the receiver and the barrel, which Adrian was talking about last time. The barrel was spray-painted. You can so, anodize the aluminum. Anodizing will give it a nice yeah. flat back, flat and, black finish. And that's what it has on it right now. I don't uh, know okay. anyone locally that anodizes, and I came uh, up with kind of a, I don't want to say black, better idea. But a black Sharpie? That's kind of what was on it, sort of. And so, anyway, he was going to parkerize all of it. He tried to parkerize the barrel and receiver today, but the barrel was stainless, and the barrel didn't take parkerizing. Just like those sights, I wanted to get this gun, my 1911. I wanted to get it hot blued in the fall after the season's mm-hmm. done, so that every because the the finish on it is not good quality. It's uh, called satin bluing. It's starting to wear off already. And um, anyway, I wanted to get the safeties hot blued. You can't; they're stainless. So we may uh, just seracote the sa- the safeties. Um, so when he tried to parkerize the receiver and barrel today, didn't work. So I was like, all right, fine, cover the receiver. Cerakote the barrel. Now the chassis, the chassis, and the Magpul PRS stock that was on the um, Sabretooth Mark II. That's all going to be cerakoted white, kind of inspired by Adriel's AR hey, and kind yeah. of inspired by Filthy. So what I did was, the chassis is going to be all white, solid cerakoted white. The stock, I removed all of the accessories. I removed the cheek piece, the control knobs that extend the butt plate and that extend the cheek piece. All the screws, the two sling point attachments, the single point monopod that's uh, on the back, the the bipod will remain black, the bolt will remain black, the scope will remain black, the magazine will remain black, the grip will remain black. So it's going to be white with, I think, just the right amount of black trim. The whole idea is when you look at this, you go, wow, if a clone trooper had a sniper rifle, that would be his sniper rifle. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I said to Filthiest, and my only concern is what kind of accuracy am I going to get when the job is done? And it actually took him a second to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, let's see. What else have I been up to? Um, yeah, I went to Spring Bang. We said that, you know, huge shout out to Captain Andy and Steven for having us over and driving us around and um, feeding us like kings, as always. It's always a good time to stay there. And... Um, what else? I think that's it. So here is my second SKS. So when I bought the SKS to put in the Matador, stop it, Adriel. <laughs> How many is it going to have? <laughs> in two in two hundred episodes, we never thought we'd hear the words "my second SKS." <laughs> so yeah. the first SKS, the one that went into the Sabretooth Mark II, that was sold to the dealer or to the gunsmith as collector grade. Well, it wasn't collector grade. The bluing needed to be touched up. The stock was absolutely a, a hot mess. And uh, the only thing that was collector grade was it was all matching numbers. There's a lot of SKSs out there matching numbers. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. 
I took it home and I was waiting for the chassis and I kind of went, you know what? It's not a bad gun. And I started to read all the reviews and watch a bunch of YouTube channels. And I couldn't find any SKS haters on the internet other than myself. I was just going to say, yeah, other than you, because there's a lot of you who hate yeah. the yeah, SKS. There, there is, there is. That, and yeah. maybe Matthew, like me, they've not owned one. That could be it. Yeah. So when I got my hands on one and, and really sunk my teeth into it, I started, um, learning an appreciation for it now do i think it's fantastic no i know what it is it is what it is it's a very short-lived um military service rifle that was replaced with an obvious replacement right magazine fed detachable magazine blah 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 but anyway you know filthy said it best this is kind of canada's modern 3030 everybody's got one of these now well not everybody but there's there's millions of these in canada just like there used to be millions of 3030s it's a cheap semi-auto that's relatively accurate for what it is that shoots cheap ammunition. Uh, one cleaned up properly, they're reliable. So it's kind of like, it's kind of misunderstood like the 1911, I think. So anyway, um, when he was going to refinish the uh, first one, I said, order me a second one and I'll throw that into the Matador arms. Well, when this one came in, this one was in much better condition than my first one. So I said, tell you what, uh, and I think it's been refurbed because uh, there is one forced match part and that is the magazine. Everything else is matching numbers um, because the bluing or whatever, I don't know if it's bluing. I think they maybe parkerized it when they refurbed it was in such good shape. There's not a scratch in the rifle anywhere. Um, I would think it was even unissued if it wasn't for the uh, force matched um, magazine. Other than that, there's not a mark anywhere on this gun. So I said, you know what? His prices are really good. Refinish the stock. So he refinished the stock and I don't know how well it shows up on the camera, but he did some research and found out the product and color that the SKSs were originally finished in back in the fifties. And that's what he oh, did. Cool. Yeah. He sanded the wood to a mirror finish and finished it in the same kind of shellac product that they were originally finished in because I want it to look as original as possible. Cause eventually it's going to go on the wall with my other mill serps. So my other mill serps, something else <laughs> I never thought I'd say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, keeping on with the Twilight Zone, I sold three guns. Um, so here I am talking about an SKS, and now when I sh when I talk about the guns that I sold, people are just going to hang up. Um, I sold my Glock 19, which was my bug-out bag gun. It just sat in, locked in my bug-out bag with pretty much nothing else in my bug-out bag, by the way. I'm like, I need a bug-out bag. Put a gun in it. I guess I'm done. I'm good. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's 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 no. all you need to steal someone else's bug. bug there's, <laughs> yeah, there's a roll of toilet paper in there and some matches and my Glock knife from Matthew and my machete from Matthew, and uh, yeah, it, it sits in the corner, not ready to bug anywhere, <laughs> and now it's gunless. So uh, yeah, uh, Glock. You're just gonna knife. have to bug in, not bug out. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna sconce. Yeah. So <laughs> what else did I sell? I sold the NEA, uh, my NEA 15. Uh, I liked the gun, but I, 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 I got a second AR that's a duty AR that I liked more than the NEA. And every time we had a, a, a class, a training class, I never ran it. I never ran it in three-gun matches. I never ran it in, in training classes. And that's because I found it was a little too heavy. So um, I bought this from Officer Frank a little while back. And it's kind of supposed to be like M4-ish, only instead of having a carry handle. It's got a Magpul backup sight. It's it's a Magpul MOE gun. All the parts on it are MOE, the stock, the grip, the pug up front here, the handguard, all Magpul MOE parts. 
and uh, I like it a lot. It's got a bad lever on it, of course, because all my airs do. I put my um, EOTech 512 on there that was on my uh, NEA. I'm going to replace that with something smaller and lighter because this is a really light gun. Matthew's played with it a little bit, I think, eh, Matthew? I believe it's, I have. Yes, I like that. Yeah, it's very light, very wieldy. Um, mm. So this is going to be my new gun for training classes. And I can take it into the States because it's 16-whatever-inch long barrel. And, I, you know, I of course, I wanted 114, but I compared it to a 14. The difference is really negligible. You can't really tell. I mean, you can tell, but whatever. It also has the only downside to this gun is the barrel. It has a, you know, what it, a rack-grade DPMS 1 in 9 twist uh, plinking barrel. It's, you know, not a match grade barrel. It's probably not as good as the NEA barrel was. They, they do have good barrels on their gun. Say what you want about the product, but the barrels are good. So perhaps in time, it'll get a better quality government profile barrel. Uh, we'll see. So the Glock 19 got sold, the NEA got sold, and, and what was the other gun I sold? My 10 full wheel stock three, which is a very high end production gun. I don't shoot production. I never shot production. I used to shoot one production match a year. Um, so I sold the gun for the same amount of the balance of my car loan. So I was able to pay my car off almost a year early by selling the stock three. So um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then I got a thousand bucks more for the car that was left on the car. And I traded it in and bought a new 2017 Chevrolet Colorado Z71 truck. So I'm a bit more manly now as of Monday because now I drive a truck. <laughs> it's not a full-size truck. Like, you ever seen a, a Chevrolet um, Silverado Z71? Yeah. yeah. That's what my truck grows up to be. Like, when it's right. done puberty, that's what it becomes. That's where it'll be when it's all done. Gotcha. That's, yeah, that's Very where it'll cute. be. It's not cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is cute. It's not cute. It's a truck. Trucks aren't cute. Do they not have Toyotas in your area? They do. Um, they're overpriced, and uh, you get more bang for your buck with the Chev than you do with the Toyota. So I could get a, a bare-bones Toyota that's harder on gas or a Chev fully loaded, easier on gas. Uh, sure. <laughs> but you're right, Jeff. I mean, I was out to visit Jeff, and Jeff drove a Tacoma for years, and now he's really manned up, and he's driving the monstrous Tundra with a 5.7. And, uh, I mean, I, I loved his Toyota. I love every Tacoma I've ever been in until I started shopping around and started comparing, and then I went, eh, I guess I'll I'm too Jeff. cheap to buy a Toyota is what you said. There's that, sure. I know. I, I'm with Trevor. I think Toyotas are overpriced. They, they are overpriced. They're, good not, they're Look, not overpriced. You just can't afford it. <laughs> no, I could afford one. <laughs> I, just, I wouldn't get one. Replacement parts. Work I, also, that being said, I have yeah. one. I have a Tacoma. But <laughs> I still yeah. think they're overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one thing about a Tacoma, though. They hold their value. Man, yeah, they hold true. their resale value. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sold three guns and bought an SKS in a truck. I don't know. It's, I guess it's time to have my meds adjusted. I, uh, <laughs> all right, moving on real quickly. The last thing is, uh, Adriel sent me a package with two scopes. This is the other one. It's a, um, Pine Ridge six to 18 by 44. Oh, so some close up shooting stuff then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kelly's shaking her head. That's like I I want to try it for maple seed, but oh, six uh, power. That's way too high for. Yeah, no, what do you shoot at maple seed? 25 yards? 25 meters. yards, usually. Meters, or meters yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, feet. you don't need. 
<laughs> I know. It's got an adjustable objective on it from 15 no. to infinity. That's way too much. Yeah. Way yeah. too much. Man. Looks so good on there, though. All right, fine. So, Jeff, I need to get well, that. Well, you just simply need to buy another 1022. No, I have another 1022. No, another one. This a third one? Yeah, no. another one. Well, I know where I could get a beautiful um, Boyd stock for it if I did get another one. So, anyway. All right, that's enough of me. Adriel, what did you do? <laughs> All right, here. How do I? There we go. Switch it over to me here. Uh, let's see. So, I finally got out and shot some clays with my shotgun, and it ran fine. So, maybe it just needed to be cleaned and whatnot. So, uh, it's was, funny how whenever things are cleaned, they work better. <laughs> Clean and oiled. I yeah. actually oiled it. <laughs> <laughs> I but it's so also good. not 20 below though, right? Or yeah, is it's it? not 20 below. It, you know, it's cleaned. Uh, I fixed the uh, the hammer spring on it. I've actually got some hammer springs on order. So uh, like some, some lightened ones, properly lightened ones that aren't just like cut and lengthened uh, springs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a way to do it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the ways to do it. Um, while I was out, I also shot a Browning A5, which is like a lightweight duck gun kind of a thing. Um, this is an inertial action. This is the same as like you're, you'd get in a Benelli or that Stoger or whatever. I guess uh, I guess Benelli's patent expired. So there's a lot of shotguns that are using this uh, uh, inertial action now, including the, uh, the Browning. That's um, cool. Yeah, they did a lot bunch of stuff really well on this shotgun one of them is the uh the lifter here doesn't can't pinch your finger so it's it's so tight to the uh, uh to the follower there that you're not going to get your thumb caught on it um i don't know how much of a, a thing that is with uh with duck and, and goose hunting because i do it uh, uh rarely but with three gun boy it sucks when you when you load it up and then you get your thumb stuck this guy is so nice and perfect right from the factory um trevor your versamax that thing is like Versamaxes snag your fingers so bad. They do. They, they do. The hunting one is awful. And that's why guys in the early days of converting Versamaxes before the Versamax Tactical came out were getting them welded. The problem yep. with getting them welded is you lost that groove on the front. See the groove in the front of your lifter? What's that there for? Center the shell into the chamber. Well, mm -hmm. that was gone. And so guys were taken to twisting them or radiusing their chamber because you're getting failure to feed because the shell was literally dancing back and forth on the lifter on the way. And sometimes it would hit the edge of the chamber. So the, the solution now is just get the Versamax tactical lifter, which is what I did. But you're right, man. Your thumb goes in there and most of it stays in there when you remove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of a uh, bunch of shotguns do that. Um, the other cool thing about these that, uh, that was, that was on the, the older auto fives, um, the auto five ran a, a different system than this. This is the a five is not the auto five is not the same thing. They went with like the, the hump back on the back here, I think just out of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Kind of just thinking about, uh, uh the older one. So, uh, the, the, the other, the Browning auto mag, you mean that older yeah, one, the, the auto, the auto five had a hump back as well. This one yeah, looks like the back of an SKS It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it's just nostalgia. Um, but the other cool thing on this that uh, that they kept on it, uh, let's say semi-auto shotguns are a little bit weird because you're feeding from a tube. Let's say you run it dry, it stays back. Normally, you've got to fire your shell in there and then hit your button to uh, to load it up, right? Um, get out of there. Uh, but what they've done that's interesting with this one is you can actually feed in. So let's you take your – this is a dummy shell. I'm not loading my shotgun in my house here. Uh, you can take your dummy shell, throw it in there. Watch this; loads up automatically. Say what? So, what, is, what? You show? Oh yeah, if you blink, that. if you blink, you'll miss it, right? So 
you're you're empty. Um, you're locked back. That's the important thing. Yeah, you're locked back. You fire your shell in through there, and it loads it up. Why would you put what's that? Why wouldn't you put it into the open chamber? So if you're if if you're duck hunting, uh, grabbing shells and then firing them over here and then pressing that button is is actually kind of and then feeding from the bottom is kind of slow because you got to work on two things, right? Uh, it's faster just to throw one in like that and then just keep feeding in through you the bottom. Right. You're right. You eliminated a step. You didn't have to hit the button. You got it. You didn't have to, and you're not you're not feeding it from a from a separate spot. So. Three gunners have gotten wise to this, and uh, does it work when you dual load them? Here, let me get these things around the right way, or quad load them. Uh, it works great, actually. So you're not actually going to be able to see too much here, but there's my two shells there. Pop them in, and it loads that first one. So for three gunning, uh, taking one of these guys out, you, you accidentally run it dry. If you run it dry once, you can use your match saver. But if you run it dry twice on a regular shotgun, you're, you're hooped. With this guy, who cares? You run it dry; it doesn't matter. Just start start feeding that sucker right up again, and uh, it'll deal with uh, uh, putting more shells into the port. So, kind of that's kind of really a cool. cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reliability is like. It worked fine for me the whole time, uh, but uh, kind of a kind of a cool feature. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, uh, lightweight. I don't know if I would uh, do a bunch of goose with this because it, it is lightweight. And uh, I think it'd just kick the heck out of you if you're running three and a half in this thing. Cause so it is a three. It is a three and a half inch chamber. Yep, it'll do two and three quarter, three inch, three and a half inch. I how ran. Many, how many does a tube hold? Oh, of three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because I don't what have about, any three. What and about half two and three systems. quarter, which is really what's important? Uh, four. Four oh, without, the, without the plug. Without the, without the plug. Four or five. I test it. I'll, I'll, I'll have to uh, see. I want it to hold five three and a halves, and I want to know how many it holds for two and three quarters because that could be a fun three gun gun. Well, you got you'd have to throw a tube on there. Yeah, oh, okay. Extend it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, cool. Uh, cool shotgun. Uh, that's uh, that's on loan to me. And so is this guy here, which is not lightweight. <laughs> 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 this this is a, a Volkwarzen Evolution. In two two three, wow. so the person got into their uh, got into semi autos, and uh, this guy runs your standard AR mags, and uh, it's center fire, so it's got a big heavy barrel on there. Let's go on there with all these really cool little sights. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> and the bolt on it is so slick; you can barely. You know why? Because it's not a ten twenty two. What's that? Because it's not a ten twenty two. That's yeah. why it's slick. <laughs> no, exactly. it's got it's got kind of like an AR bolt head on it. Uh, it's uh, it's almost got like a cup piston system, somewhat like an SVT, and uh, one rod that comes out uh, one side to uh, to short stroke the uh, the bolt all the way back. So uh, short stroke action on it, and uh, really you, accurate. Why would you go and drop that, that in wood? Why would you go and drop that in wood? I don't know. Everything else is why open. wouldn't you? Flat because this is go ahead, looks Trevor. Good. Yeah, it looks good. I don't know. When I think of something that modern, that high tech, I think it should be in something uh, aluminum or polymer. Uh, I think so. This is like a target kind of a rifle. You could use this for coyotes because it's a semi auto 223 accurate. Um, but uh, it's got a flat bottom on here for more for uh, a target shooting kind of a thing. Big break oh, on the end there. Yeah. 
<laughs> looks good though, eh? It's, yeah. it's like machined it perfectly to the yep. end of that thing. So uh, kind of interesting. Have you and shot it yet? Yeah, yeah, I had it out uh, shooting this uh, this last weekend. I didn't get how to do it? much for groups, but uh, oh, yeah, that's what like, I was interested in. What, how, did, how did accuracy wise? Uh, I was getting right around an inch. I need to try some different uh, different oh, okay. ammo in it, though. This isn't a cheap gun. This yeah. is uh, yeah. uh, that's uh, at least two hundred dollars. At least two hundred dollars. Yeah, definitely hundred dollars <laughs> from uh, uh, Sylvester's uh, source in Bonneville. Actually, Trevor, they're like the Volkortsen dealers here in Canada. So if you're looking for uh, parts, give them a call. Um, oh yeah. All right. I'll ask yeah. you who that is again after the show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really, uh, really neat. Uh, neat two three. Oh, chuck that guy over there. Uh, let's see what else did I do. Uh, so that was my range trip. Uh, I've got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of shooting, uh, scheduled here for April. Uh, I've got three gun, uh, coming up this weekend. We've got, uh, some new patches that, uh, that I just, just got in for, uh, for the nice. three gun. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got that this weekend. Uh, I'm going snow goose hunting the weekend after that. So <laughs> the uh, Easter long weekend, I'm going to be out uh, snow goose hunting, uh, on a guided hunt. Nice. Nice. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. I, you gotta go guided for snow goose because uh, uh, unless you're like really into it, because you need so many decoys, like yeah. hundreds if not thousands of decoys, and uh, decoys are really expensive, really yeah. expensive. When I first saw the prices, I was like, "What the heck?" So uh, yeah, guided will actually be cheaper in the short term. Uh, if I really like it, I'll have to go get a whole pile of uh, decoys and that kind of thing. Uh, and then I got that CQB clinic like two weekends after that. So um, I don't know why my wife's putting up with me, but uh, <laughs> most of the weekends in April, I'm uh, I'm going to be out shooting and uh, and and away. So uh, it's going to be busy. And then finally, I got uh, my CCFR field officer patch in. So. Oh, yeah. I got one. I got one too. I thought maybe I was demoted. <laughs> I got one too. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they are. I'll have to replace my infidel patch with it. <laughs> now you just need more room for patches. That's you just it. need like yeah. a, a Velcro vest, and all it's for is just patches. It's not actually used yeah. for carrying anything. Seriously, look this this little baggie here is filled with patches, and I got nowhere to put them because I I don't own anything with Velcro on it. Like, <laughs> you need what about vest. your shoes? Your shoes have Velcro because you can't tie. But once I wrap <laughs> them on, there's no. I don't. Oh, I could maybe uh, sew it to the Velcro. Yeah. Oh, well. maybe maybe that'd work. Yeah. yeah. So it's more Velcro. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, that's what I was up to. Cool. Um, um, I think Jeff needs to say something, or Jeff Jeff needs to go, but he wants to say something before he goes. Well, I just wanted to ask you about that follower issue you had with your shotgun. Is that the because of the closed open tip or something you're saying? Oh, in terms of like catching your your finger? Yeah. Um, my shotgun's actually not bad. Um, some of them, like the the Versamax, has got a pretty. Uh, will bite your finger pretty good. And uh, some of the other ones I've seen, this A5 was just excellent, really very close to your uh, to your thumb. Because we've been selling a lot of the uh, carrier groups for the Versamax with the closed tip as a part. Yeah, that's probably a lot of three gunners. Yeah, that's a good idea. And people who don't like their thumb getting caught when they're loading their shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, once the skin comes off the first time, Adriel, it's, it's, it... after that, it's a moot point. Yep. The blood lubricates it, and you can just keep pulling your thumb out. And then That's right. Yep. You want to talk about a funny-looking callus when it comes back. It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> awesome. So, well, that's good to well, know, Jeff. So if right, anyone's so, uh, looking for uh, uh, 
the closed end uh, carrier groups for uh, for the Versa Maxes. I guess Calgary Shooting Center's got them. Yeah, seventy nine dollars. Oh, cool. that's decent. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to let everyone know about Glock days again this year. Trevor's experienced it, I believe, once. At least, yeah. At least once. So that's April fourteenth and fifteenth. So it's a fundraiser for the Calgary Firefighters Benevolent Fund, and twenty bucks gets you in shooting the Glock. Door prizes. Uh, Sales are from 14th to the 16th, up to 70% off. What? Wow. No, no, not on Glocks. Calm down, Trevor. No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but on other guns, other items in the store, but you'll have to wait until the Still, 14th that's pretty good. Find out. And I just got a huge supply of Ruger Mark IVs, which seem to be in hot demand right now. Have you played with one yet, Trevor? I know what you no, know. You're I such have a, not. No. Really? No. You're such a no. 22 pistol guy. I thought you would have. Sadly, no, not a one no. actually in my house right now. <laughs> oh. uh, tell us about those uh, new Remingtons that you got, though. The Remington RP9, whatever. Oh yeah, the new pistol. Yeah. Fire yeah, one yet? Uh, yes, I did actually. They they shoot flawlessly. Did you? Did it have to be recalled twice already, or does it come with a free Pelican case? <laughs> It, it, does, it does not come with a return label, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> so you shot one and it was flawless. It was, and its uh, flipperosity is pretty negligible, actually. Very nice. Yeah, awesome. compared to uh, Sig three twenty, it's it's like shooting an FNS. Oh, All yeah. the guns that Trevor don't have anymore. I still have one FNS. You do really? Oh yeah, I kept my four inch. That's that's my go to man. Three twenty's gone. Three both three twenties are gone. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Muffins no, got I mean, five inch FN, but that's just for now, kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's a it's a good gun. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's right on there with price point, so you can't yeah. really argue with that. So uh, it does come uh, with two mags. I don't have any extra mags, but uh, yeah, we're running into one as a range gun, so it should see there thousands and thousands of rounds. So that that's we'll, uh, the test. Yeah. Soon find out how it goes. So yeah. yeah. Excellent. And EOTechs are back. They Sweet. didn't change. They changed the logo. It's it's exactly okay. EOTech. <laughs> <laughs> I That's think it. they're they're supposed to be called Ecotechs, though, aren't they? I believe it is Ecotech. Yes, it is Eco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's. Uh, I guess they fixed their freezing thaw heat issue. I don't know. All that right. would. Yeah, it's a good thing. That yeah. Yeah. Not that huh. it matters. So. Yeah. Still not a name point. Below. Yeah. Who goes from minus fifty to plus forty and. Nobody. I, yeah. I don't regularly do that, except in the spring when that's normal weather here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you guys got snow, don't you? Yeah, we got still have snow. snow. Yeah. No, we don't. Oh, what's weird? Do all, all I hear are lawnmowers right now. So. Uh, yeah, but in October, all you'll be hearing is snowblowers when I'm still wearing shorts. Yeah, maybe. Mm, there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking about Trevor in shorts. So. Awesome. All right, cool. Anything else, Jeff? Uh, no, I think that's it for now. Uh, like I said, tons of new stuff coming in every day. Lyman, uh, Feme rifles are still popular. Another great non-restricted 223. Uh, tons of Glocks. Of course, we're getting ready for Glock Day, so there's Glocks are showing up every day. Uh, got the colored Glocks in, the FDE, the gray. So... Any color you want. I'm uh, waiting for the green ones. Hey, haven't shown up yet. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. So, right. yeah. 
anything else guys you want to know about or hear about that's no? it for now man but we'll, yeah, uh, now. we'll look you up okay all right i will uh start putting some ely on the shelf here so well you have fun with that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah send some my way if any gets lost kind of like you don't know where to send it like i could send you my address who wants to buy a box of ammo for twenty dollars <laughs> well i do know some people that rounds. <laughs> okay well yeah. i'm out i gotta cool. go well I thanks for coming out. on it was awesome yeah yep. i will uh see about getting a camera next time so you can you know get yeah, the full, it's a good idea yeah the full effect the, the full effect there you go yeah, the full effect of yeah. jeff the jeff effect there you go <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right guys good right. talking to you later thanks, bye, thanks man okay bye Awesome. Uh, Kelly, uh, what were you up to in guns this week? So Saturday we went and did a Project Maple Seed event. We did a mini seed and we did it here in Kingston. We had three people come in. We wanted to actually check out our Corsifier, test it out, see if it, it worked. Uh, there was a few people that had, well, they had varying um they had varying skill levels, and they did really well. Uh, two people got rifleman patches. Uh, everyone had a good time, uh, despite the fact that it was freaking cold again. We, I don't know what we're doing, but we're, we've been choosing the days that have been really cold. And everybody's shooting improves, so it was good. Uh, I just wanted to say to Christina, Ken, and Andrew, thank you for coming out and letting us uh, test out our course of fire on you. You guys were troopers and did a great job with that. And I think also Andrew listens too, so and hopefully Ken will as well. Uh, Sunday was really nice and warm and sunny, so went back to the range. Of course, it was warm and sunny because I was going to be spending the day in inside the range. I did the of RS course. course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so of the course. That That's just the way that works. Uh. When I'm supposed to be outside, it was wet and cold, and the day that we were in the classroom, it was warm and sunny. So I'm now range certified, uh, sorry, range uh, RSO certified. So I can go out and I can do probation shoots and get people to walk and shoot. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's important if they're not shooting action sports. Hey, yeah. you never know. I might want to do that. Well, um, then leave it to those action sports to teach the person to run and yeah. gun. Anyways. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to help out at the range. And the other thing is, uh, we have a rule at the range that RSOs have to be on the range if you're going to be shooting certain, like you can't, if Kevin and I were on a range, I could shoot the AR-15 because he's RSO certified, but he couldn't shoot it because I wasn't. So now we can both shoot the AR-15 on the range because we're both RSO certified. Oh man, it hurts. <laughs> you know what I do? I show up to my range and I lock the gate and I shoot my AR-15 all I want, all by myself because... <laughs> Freedom, sort of. Freedom, not really. It's, well, it is. Well, yeah. nobody yeah. babysits me to shoot my AR-15 because the government gave me a license, and that's good enough for us. Yeah. Okay, but that's a rule, so we have to follow the rules. <laughs> now I'm RSO certified for yeah. the range. Woo uh, I'll feel safer at your range knowing that. Well, you should. <laughs> well, I won't. Okay. Because it's ridiculous. Uh, one of the listeners, uh, Rob, he sat beside me in the RSO course, so I just want to say hey to him. That's everything I did, besides a lot of maple seed stuff behind the scenes, but we won't really talk about that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. We, we, we were, we're going to have our, our maple seed episode, though, like next week, right? Okay. I'll, uh, okay. I'll arrange that. Sweet. Yep. Cool. All right. Jeff, All right. you're breathing right into your mic, I think, man. You're breathing heavy. Uh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it was just the AR-15 need to have a babysitter talk that got me yeah. breathing heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, I can yeah. understand why. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, upcoming events. Okay. The 7th Annual Canadian Podcasters Charity Shoot is Saturday, July 8th at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club uh, in Guelph, Ontario. It's going to be hosted by the Canadian Patriot Podcast and the International Liberty or Death Podcast. This year's charity is Many to One. Uh, Next, Trevor, did you want to talk about the Furlachi course? Yeah, sign up, please. We have four spots left. Come on, people, let's go. Basically, the four spots are for day one. That's the basic fundamentals course. Yeah. Um, you know, we teach you sight alignment, trigger press, stance, grip, follow up shots, a little bit of transitioning, but all static, right? You're not running around or anything. So, um, if that type of course is what you're looking for with two experienced instructors and a whole pile of awesome people, um, yeah, sign up. There's still there's still time. Four spots available. You can do so by emailing us at the show here, slamfireradio at gmail.com. And Thursday night in Edmonton, correct? Yep. Good We're going to have a pub night. Yep. So if you are in that area and a listener of the show and want to come out and uh, watch Adriel do his magic trick where he makes beer after beer disappear, then uh, come on out and check that out. The location and time to be announced, but it'll be in Edmonds, Edmonton. Edmonton. You were going to say it. I was. Edmonton. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be in Edmonton, home of the Eskimos uh, and Adriel on Thursday. So keep, uh, keep your ears open for that. I'm going to take the next one to Adriel. Yeah. Second annual Ronnie DeGroote Steel Challenge will take place at the Rescue Gun Club uh, on June 3rd. Start time is 10 a.m., 20 bucks. Walk-ons are welcome. This is not a pre-registration thing. You're going to need approximately 250 rounds. There will be actual Steel Challenge stages from the Steel Challenge style of shooting competition, along with some just fun made-up steel uh, challenge. There's some steel changes and then some shoot-offs. So if you want to take part in the shoot-off, you put your name in a hat and we draw two names and you go uh, shooter versus shooter on the plate rack, shooter versus shooter on the dueling tree. And then we also have an individual award for fastest plate rack throughout the match and fastest Texas star. Just so you know, the time to beat is 2.47 seconds from the draw with a makeup shot. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say it was my time. (laughs) Not my time. Back in the day, if you got under four seconds on the Texas Star, you were a rock star. Those days are done. <laughs> awesome. Kelly, did you want to take the uh, CAPS course? Okay. So the CAPS course is the CAPS use of force training. It's $400 plus applicable taxes. And it's with Dave Young. It's October 14th and 15th. And it's in Dalhousie. Uh, go to uh, capstraining.com and sign up there. There are 15 seats available, or sorry, there's 15 seats, but only 12 are, are left. So go and sign up for that. And I do know that he's also holding one in Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie on June 28th and June 29th. There needs to be a minimum of 10 people, uh, and you need to actually sign up before April 28th for that as well. I know that there's, right now, there's only about two. So if you really want to uh, get this, it's a really good it, it's really good. It's a really good course. Go to it. Um, sign up for it. I know it's 400 bucks, but it'll be well worth it. But like, it's the only place I know of where you're going to get uh, educated on firearms-related self-defense law. Yep. Cool. Matthew, do you so, want to take the next one? Sure. From Jason Phil. 
the BTSA, the Buffalo Target Shooting Association, is having some young gun shooting competitions in Calgary, Alberta at the Sybilt's Flats range. Uh, April 22nd is the Easter Bunny shoot. October 22nd is the pumpkin shoot. September 30th is the turkey shoot. And December 31st is the snowshare snowshoe shoot. Snowshare shoot. Snowshare share shoe shoot. Share the snowshoe hairs you shoot. There. Yes. Say that again five times fast. Share the snowshoe shares. Fuck. Oh, Trevor. Now it has to be edited. I just made a sound. There was no swear to me. Not at all. Trust me. It was just a grunt. All right. Don't all right. We're going to my point. We're going to leave it in. If we get hate mail, it's all. Take. Yeah, okay. All right. There's nothing to take. Right. Went, sure, that's not what it's Share like. the snowshoe hair that you shoot. Share the snowshoe hair that you shoot. Share the snowshoe hair that you shoot. Share the snowshoe hair. <laughs> I got the four. All right. Well, that'll be fun, too. Uh, so just look that up on Facebook and uh, go do that. And, um, yeah, so yeah. I wish I could go, but it's too far away. Uh-huh. The next one here is from Ryan McLeod. The Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge PRS match will be running on September 1st to 3rd at the Canadian Forces Base Meaford. Registration opens May 1st at 10 a.m. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow them on Facebook for more details and a quickly growing sponsor list. And Trevor, did you want to round us off with the Ragnarok Tactical one? I do, especially since Matthew and I are going to be signing up. Well, I'm signed up, and Matthew's going to sign up for this class. So this is Ragnarok Tactical. The instructor is Andrew Vincent, host of the Canadian Patriot Podcast. So he's been teaching some rifle courses for a, for a while now. He's got uh, a few under his belt. So he's going to be running a carbine or carbine, however you like it pronounced. It's fine. It's carbine. carbine. He will yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, all right, so he's going to be running a carbine operator course at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club, um, uh, April twenty second. That's not the one Matthew and I are going. Yeah, to. I'm going to say like, I'm not going to that one. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, cost is one hundred seventy six dollars, possibly plus applicable government theft. For more information, go to RagnarokTactical.ca to sign up. So. He is also putting one on the day before the uh, charity shoot. That's the one we're going to go to. That's the one we're going to. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. All cool, right. Cool. Let's move on to the news. The, news. Uh, the first one here you might have th- uh, heard of, the uh, CZ Scorpion <laughs> Evo is now approved. <laughs> CZ? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Mike. You hear that? CZ, CZ. <laughs> Anyways, the Scorpion uh, Evo is approved. Uh, it's approved as restricted, so it's a short barrel uh, rifle. Uh, Wolverine uh, is bringing these in, and uh, they look pretty cool. Have you guys seen them? I have, yes. They look really neat. Oh, actually, I have not. I do. I'm going to just so Buy one. Our, uh, Buy me one. our viewers you. can watch along. Yeah, can, Check that out. That yeah. Bam. There we go. Internet. Look at that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's the scorpion evo that's pretty neat it's really cool is that its own gun it looks like one of those like chassis you throw your glock inside of yeah, it does kind of look cool, like that right? doesn't it but it's not it's still all kinds of badassery chambered nine mil uh no i thought these were two two three yeah that mag looks a little short oh i see the the one from the military arms channel look definitely looks two two three yeah huh. cool oh yeah look in nine by nineteen, look at that. Nine by nineteen, give you up. So what? A one. Maybe there's another one that takes two. This is the gun I want in five rounds, right there. I no wait. 
This it is like cool. Mag Cap. Yeah, it looks great, but I mean, five rounds at a time? Oh my God. At least with the Just Right Carbine and the Sub 2000 Throw on Defense, they're chambered for their um, build for a yeah, pistol mag. That's right. Pistol mags actually work in them. Yeah. Now, of course, I can understand manufacturers not catering to the huge market in Canada, though. No, but, uh, you know, pistol caliber carbine division in USPSA is blowing up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So uh, there's a whole new industry or market there for people. So cool. Yeah, I mean, if this was a 9 mil with a pistol mag, CZ mags. Yeah, that'd be neat. Oh, that'd be really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd have me one. All right, what else? Uh, the next one, Frontier Firearms is shutting down their retail location and just going, I think they're just going to go straight to mail order with pickup if you want to. So, All right, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know, mail order is kind of, I I don't know how often you guys go into gun shops, but uh, I go well, on. Since into, there aren't on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I order I order pretty much everything online. So that's, that's I've ordered From, stuff Frontier. I mean, uh, yep. and I, I, yeah, I'll never, I'll never set foot in their shop. So I don't know. You can service the whole country, right? If you if you do mail order and have a good website, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marstar is selling the M305A. That's that uh, M305 in seven six two by thirty nine using the AK mags, and they're this selling ex- for seven twenty five. This is exciting. That is exciting, especially because I see that I Run Guns is going to be sourcing some ten round AK pistol mags. <gasps> what? Oh no! <laughs> oh. Put those oh, in there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so imagine uh, imagine firing an M14 platform in 7.62 by 39 with 10 round mags. Now, here's the problem with that, though, because the AK-47 is a prohibited device in Canada. So are its mags. No, they're not. No, I have an AK the mag aren't. in my house. The they're not. SKSD takes an AK mag. So, you- but what about the what about the law that says that? Uh, 10 round pistol mags or, or pistol mags can only hold 10 rounds for pistols that are commonly available in Canada. Uh, I run well, guns is going have... to bring something in that uses the AK mags. That's cool. So they're they, this is like super early. It's, this is, is going to be years down the road. Kind of. All right. Well, look, if that all comes together, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then you drop this thing in the matted arm saber tooth mark three i've already asked them i was like guys you need to make me a chassis for this gun because i want that platform but i want it in saber toothish type thing right i want a pistol grip i want a collapsible stock uh i don't know if this particular m305 will drop in the black feather or drop in the troy uh or what are some or the sage but can you imagine if it did can you imagine a sage stock with a rifle using an ak mag in 7.62 by 39. I don't know I'm if loved. I would use it. I would use I would so in a 308. I'm I'm with you on the 308. But as soon as you say 7.62 by 39, I just want to blast cheap ammo with it. I don't want to like I don't want to well, do so, the precision thing with a heavy rifle. Yeah, I just want the better ergos. Um, uh, something lightweight because this could be an awesome cheap three gun rifle. I mean, I had an AR in 7.62 by 39, but the mags didn't run with that Dominion Arms ammo that wasn't lacquered case. The lacquered case would run, but it's corrosive, and I don't want to mess with corrosive. So I I love the 7.62 by 39 round, and I want a platform that will allow me to shoot 10-round mags. So if I run guns, it's going to bring in a 10-round AK pistol mag. 
I, I'm uh, yeah, I'm on board. And as soon as I can put it in some other kind of stock, oh yeah, non restricted. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would want to shoot corrosive ammo in it though. Not me. <laughs> I I, I don't even want to shoot corrosive ammo in my um, Mosin Nagant. So hmm. anyway, uh, who's got this uh, this next one from Jason? I put it in. Uh, it's from Jason Philp as well. Apparently, there was a potentially tragic situation that was averted by the Abbotsford, BC uh, cops on Tuesday night. Uh, police officers were there because uh, some neighbors had called and said that there were some teens uh, with assault rifles. Uh, they were actually airsoft. Uh, they were out in back of a church. Uh, the kids were 15, 17, and 18, and uh, the neighbor saw them and called 911. So what had happened was basically they came, the cops came, they they drew on the kids, the kids dropped the airsoft uh, rifles, and uh, the, the cops picked up the airsoft rifles and... Uh, took them home so they said uh, there's some lessons that uh, you will wait learn the cops school. took the airsoft rifles yeah it said tuesday Aww, incidents police Why? officers grabbed the replica rifles and drove the teams home uh oh, to their parents so they considered well, them hopefully replica. they gave them back at yeah. the house well, i mean it's no not like they're illegal. yeah no crime is committed and they're not illegal devices so well they said well they said in the news story that they said in the news story that uh, airsoft rifles there's the rules surrounding the airsoft rifles and uh, are fairly unclear. They said it's because it's a toy. That's I why know. there are no rules surrounding it. It's not. Exactly. It shoots. It shoots less than five hundred feet per second. So there are no rules. That's it. Yeah. Next Only rule is there's no rules. Next thing you're gonna have to shoot them out of range in the company of a range officer, like an AR. Mm. Well, I'm certified. You can do that. You know. <laughs> you're certifiable. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. One of the guy, one of the people, I don't know who this Gonzalez person is. Anyways, he said, uh, think about Granny down the road and what Granny would be thinking. Does Granny want to come play airsoft with me? I was thinking yeah. that. <laughs> Gran- <laughs> Granny's watching reruns of um, Judge Wapner, the People's Court, and Wapner. Perry Mason. Nine o'clock, time for Wapner. Yeah. Okay, so like when, when we were kids, right, we'd go out back into the woods and play rifle. House? Oh, that was my neighborhood. Never mind. Yeah. There are kids. <laughs> there are kids in my neighborhood constantly shooting each other. Every time I drive down the street after work, there they are with the with the Nerf guns and stuff. Like my neighborhood is one of the only ones I see children playing. And what are they playing with guns? Like I want to stop and give them five dollar bills. Like I'm so proud of them. <laughs> or, or 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 go give their parents an award or something. I'm gonna put yeah. a sign on the parents' car that says, "You're doing it right." <laughs> One of the suggestions they said was go and talk to your neighbors and tell them that you have a new toy and you're out back playing with it. We, we back in CRR days had Chris Babes on because Chris Babes had the police called on his children for being on the front lawn with, uh, there you go. Water pistols, water pistols. Yeah. Yeah. So ridiculous. Very ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So thanks Jason for sending that in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other news items? All right, why don't we move on to the main topic? And our main topic... like main topic music? Uh, I don't care. Like, I'm kidding. Sound effects. Not like that? There. No. no. <laughs> All right. Why don't I just fire this off at everybody? I Is that what it's going to be? Sure. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, so who sent this in? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, are we doing... 
Where's this come from? Is this our Facebook list or? No, no somebody just, sent this in as an email. Did they not? It or was, was sent in as an email. Yes. Yeah. So find out who oh, it was because we've got to give the guy props. I mean, come on. Yeah. I yeah, would I would tell you because I would I don't I know I just have a bad memory. I closed it out and I do as well. Oh. Do I, I not know the, the main topic? Am I am I wrong? Yeah, on the there's two hundred there's two hundred quick fire questions we're all gonna answer. Oh yeah. okay. Yeah, you knew that. No, I thought yeah. it was still favorite moments of S of Slamfire Radio. Oh yeah, that's what we well, asked the listeners to write in. So that we got a bunch of emails to go through. There's a couple of really good memories oh, that, yeah. that uh, they okay. sent in. <laughs> Sorry, Marcel. Marcel. Yeah, Marcel. That's right. Uh, I knew that. Isn't is this Fusilier? Yep. Isn't right the Fusilier? On. Didn't you yeah. shoot with him this weekend? Uh, we were on opposite schedules. I shot. Uh, yeah, I shot a different schedule. I almost shot like a, a pre-match kind of schedule, so I didn't get to see okay. any of the regulars. All right, because he did say in his email, "See you at the." Shoot. Yep. Mm. Yeah, he did. So your favorite moments? That is one of the questions. So you'll do that, Adrian. Cool. All right, you guys ready? Yep. yep. Go. Okay, favorite range to shoot at, not including Rusty your goosh. home range. Not including not your home range. Oh, yeah, it's not, not mine. Home. Yeah, no. Rusty Goosh is not Fair. my home range. Trevor, what's your favorite range? Not, not Rusty Goosh. Uh, AMA, Halifax. Win. All right, Kelly? Uh, Granville. It's awesome. Adriel. Bonneville. Yeah. They got a cool right. sweet setup. Favorite brick and mortar gun store in Canada? <laughs> we know what mine is. We know what mine is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with both of yours is. <laughs> uh, I like P and D. There's a there's a little shop here in Edmonton called P and D, and they're they're awesome. Cool. P and D is cool. I've ordered stuff from them before too. They're neat. They've oh, got yeah. good inventory. Like they had yeah. reloading powder when no oh, one else is, had this it. This is a rapid fire question. Sorry, I forgot to tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, Calgary Shooting Center. <laughs> yeah, mine says because if you don't shop there, you're, you're a communist. Nice. Favorite online gun store in Canada. Hmm. Canada. Um, yeah, I like Canada Ammo too. Sure. I, I, no, I, not because of what you can get there. I like the layout of their website. It's easy to navigate, super searchable. Mm-hmm. I do like Canada Ammo. You're right. Wand well, stalls gets a lot of my business online. Stalls, yeah, but that's because of the product they carry. I mean, why are you why are you rating them based on? Oh wait, no, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. Ready? Which yep. province yep. CFO office is the best to deal with? We already know this. This is New Brunswick because everybody's yeah. on a first name basis yeah new brunswick cfo office is the best all right next all right uh favorite uh where are we at uh favorite pistol caliber nine nine mil nine, nine. i mean cheap yeah cheap. i wouldn't own a 40 if it wasn't for ipsic wait i'm gonna oh. amend mine although i've never shot it but i want to someday 357 sig that's my favorite even though i have no qualitative or quantitative evidence to support it i love the idea of it it. (laughs) all right favorite centerfire rifle caliber go two to three two to three man i was gonna go there too it's cheap 270 270 that's a good one yeah (laughs) trevor's is 760 by 39 we all know it with corrosive (laughs) ammo and corrosive primers and 760 by 54 yes or 760 by 25 223. <laughs> so we're everybody was the same. Favorite gun or shotgun gauge? Oh, 12. 20. Really? <laughs> I love 20 gauge. Sweet, he likes the sweet 16. I do like the sweet 16 as well, but 20 gauge is what I can get around here. I love the 20 gauge. It's just, it's it's my favorite. I love 20 gauge. I was shooting clay. It is great, and I would shoot it awesome. If it wasn't for price. Yeah. No, it's yeah. very similar to 12 gauge. Very, very similar. Yes, very similar. The only reason why I would I don't shoot it exclusively is because three gun. 
yeah. competition, I shoot 12 because you need that extra. I mean, everybody runs 12. It just makes more sense. But I love 20 gauge. It's very similar in price. Okay. Favorite shooting sport? Dipsick. Three gun. Three gun. Is maple seed really a sport? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's a discipline. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, favorite shooting celebrity, not a slam fire host? Trevor. Near, no. <laughs> Uh, gotta be, gotta be Jerry. Yeah. Hickok. Hickok. Oh, uh, I beat you. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you like Hickok. Okay. I, like Hickok. I also like Demo Ranch. He's, he's awesome too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Favorite shooting celebrity you, you've actually met. Trevor. Again, not, not a slam fire. Uh, Steve uh, Lee. Steve Lee. Yeah. No, I haven't met him. I have. Brian Bolivar. Ah! <laughs> Hi, Brian. All right. Favorite shooting celebrity you like to meet, and then not a slime fire host. Uh, Trevor. Um, <laughs> probably Eric Graffel, multiple world time Ipsic uh, champion. Um, I would. I mean, I get a lot of the jury too, but uh, I'd like to meet Eric. He's a Tanfoglio guy, and yeah. I want to. I want to meet FPS Russia. You know, he's no, not. You know. Really. <laughs> Where's your accent? Uh, I want to yeah. meet. Uh, I want to meet Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. That'd be cool. So would Hickok, be... though. I'd like to meet Hickok. Yeah. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Mm. Okay, uh, John Wick. Our... <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I mean, he is a shooting no, star. I don't really but... want to meet Keanu Reeves, but oh, okay. I can't. Uh, yeah, okay, I Keanu Reeves that. is cool. I like him. He is cool. He's he much better he when cool. he doesn't. He's he is, much he better when he doesn't talk. All right, favorite. <laughs> Favorite handgun manufacturer brand? Glock. I don't own one, but Glock. Why? Because they're the original polymer pistol manufacturer. They really aren't. No, they're not. It's okay. Yeah, they're not though. But, uh, but they, they they aren't. But they are. They are. Yeah. No, oh, I always want my thing. No, yeah, no. I I'm gonna Norinco. <laughs> I mean. It's a, such a toss-up between STI and Tanfoglio, but... Okay, cool. Next, then. All right. <laughs> Least like part of the shooting sports, including maintenance, uh, reloading steps. Trevor uh, Trevor would have to pick at least... Trevor would have to pick his least like brass prep step. That's, <laughs> that's the caveat. Uh, or also dealing with uh, gun lines and that. So My least favorite part about shooting is muzzle brakes and being beside one. Hmm. My least favorite part of shooting um, is there seems to be an unusual and un, uh, like a really high amount uh, compared to other sports and other activities of miserable people. Um, we cut each other's throat and stab each other in the back and fight amongst ourselves. It's ridiculous. Go on any of the gun org pages and read the comments. Like everybody's always upset or mad about something and nobody does anything right uh, but the haters don't seem to be doing anything except hate and they really ruin it for me true, true i was story. gonna say i gotta i gotta drive an hour to my range it'd be really nice <laughs> if there was a, a closer range <laughs> i gotta move that's what i gotta do yeah, yeah. yeah. my range so and then brass, fuds yeah so brass prep doesn't really suck then uh, brass, like brass prep. Brass prep can be, you know, pretty therapeutic. therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like something mundane, but you just like zone out and do it, right? Yeah. The problem is, I always look at it and want to do like two thousand, so it very quickly starts to feel like work. <laughs> mm. 
Okay, favorite handgun reloading powder. Go. Tight group. Tight group. Whatever Trevor puts in my bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I buy for Trevor. All right. Favorite rifle reloading powder. Varget. Varget. Mm. H4831. Uh, Shortcut. Right. Yeah. Varget seems. Varget's good too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, favorite round to reload. Two to three. 308. 45. So oh, easy. that's a good one. It's that's so a good one. forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If a rifle or a handgun can't be black or have wood furniture, what is your favorite color? Oh, burnt orange. Wait, burnt bronze. Ah. Wait, what's that one? Burnt, 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 burnt bronze. Is white a color? I'm thinking white, white is a color. Yeah. White's a color. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't really. If, like it, if it can't be black or wood, what color? Yeah. If well, it can't be black or wood. Yeah. Well, what if it's blue wood? No, no, can't be black or wood. <laughs> All right, then white. Or I have wood furniture. What about that Tiffany? You know, like tif- the Tiffany Tiffany's song? all right. She, yeah. she had some good songs in the 80s. Yeah, yeah no, she didn't. Uh, favorite non-shooting sport <laughs> hobby. This excludes archery for Trevor and flying for Matt. Dang it. I like archery then. Trevor, what do you like? <laughs> RC. Beautiful. Control airplanes. Yep. Airplanes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um yeah, that photography, videography. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good that's one. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, mine favorite is either running or weight, lifting weights right now. Okay. Cool. How do you store your reloaded ammo? In a my pockets. In the berm. <laughs> I um I have ammo cans and the original boxes and the plastic box that you buy and it's all put away in a cabinet. Yogurt cool. containers. Okay. Yogurt containers or. <laughs> Buckets. <laughs> why, why? Like, why put it in a nice box? Yeah, buckets. A good old bucket of ammo. <laughs> All right. How do you transport, box up your guns when you're traveling by car? Gun case. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cheapo right. gun case. Yep. yep. Double uh, trigger lock in a gun case locked if it's uh, restricted, and just in a gun case if I'm, if it's not. Good to go. How yep. do you transport, box up your guns when traveling by air? Oh, I just Mexican carry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, if it was a long gun, I would buy something like a SKB or a Pelican. Pelican um, handgun just goes in the gun case and goes into the. Um, did you just shoot your cat? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get her to go away. I'm sure Peta is going to love this broadcast. I didn't act. I- <laughs> the link is going to go viral. <laughs> Not muzzling us. He's shooting the cat. I didn't um, actually even muzzle a cat. I. I don't point my guns at funny, anything. Funnier my, my way. Funnier my way. Yeah, it's funny. You, you, gotta, you gotta mutter under your breath but too. One day, one day. <laughs> no, she hates the sound of dry firing, so I'm trying to drive her out of the room because she always makes noise. But anyway, Try she's throwing laugh. stuff at her. Um, oh, good idea. Where's my knife? Yes. So if I'm flying with a handgun, it goes inside my suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Trigger lock and inside a locked gun case and in a suitcase. Off we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Canada Post. You said what it first. Canada? Hello. Yeah. Yeah, we did that last summer. Yeah, we'll um, be doing that this summer too, probably. No, Trevor, I don't we'll know. know. Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. Favorite gun cleaning product? Uh, hops. Ballistol. Uh, five W twenty. Gun cleaning product. So yeah, not clean, uh, not lubricating, cleaning. Tools. I got one of these AR-15 scrapers. I like this for. Oh, those uh, are cool. Yeah, it's got like a little uh, bunch of hooks and that kind of thing, and it, it cleans the bolt real quick. I like my snake. It's quick and easy. 
Yeah. Do that on the run. Uh, favorite gun lubricating product? Oh, there we go. There's a five. Slipstream. <laughs> Slipstream. Yeah, also also Ballastol. CLP. Astroglide? <laughs> What's that? <sighs> <laughs> no, I use uh, I use 5W20 in a, in a nondescript uh, dollar store bottle. Cool. All right. Favorite gun you currently own? BAR. My favorite. Mm. My current, my current, my current favorite in my collection is Your my, favorite. yeah, is my uh, 1022 in the Magpul stock. I, I can't put it down. Cool. It is uh, cute, isn't it? It's pretty cute. FNS? 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 Yeah, that's a good it's one. It's got a terrible trigger on it, but uh, it it's goes not banging. terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Joker. It's not terrible. All right. Favorite There's gun few you... pistols that what are What was yours, worse. Kelly? <laughs> Uh, the 1022 in the Magpul oh, okay, stock, cool, of course, cool. because it's cute, just like Trevor's. Just like oh, Trevor. Cute. <laughs> Trevor's cute. Trevor's <laughs> uh, Favorite gun you once owned but gave up for some reason? Uh, the Savage 24C. I oh. shall always regret such the sale. All right. <sighs> it's a great gun. I got a TK that's really nice, but I'm selling it. Mm. It will be sold. It will be sold. Mm-hmm. Trevor? I don't know. It's, um, I know what it is. What? It's the um, the Caltech Sub 2000. No, but uh, it was awesome last week when you guys were talking about the... Uh, oh, April Fool's, everybody. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, by the way. By the way, yeah, if you haven't picked up on it by now. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're talking about impulse buys, and you're right, all my Caltechs were impulse buys, and I regretted them, but my best impulse buy that I uh, really loved was my 30-06 that I bought and walked out with a uh, gun that i sold and regret selling is that the question kelly mm-hmm. the question is favorite or favorite gun you once owned but gave up for some reason so yeah favorite gun you used to own it but you sold it yeah could be my my sti 2011 all right cool it's next i mean you just you, you take so long trev i know man <laughs> you know these we are 200 of these questions <laughs> okay you're right we need to wrap it up rapid fire it up <laughs> okay Favorite gun you wish you could have? Presumed gun laws are not an issue. Oh, MP5. Of course. No, MP5. if the gun, gun laws aren't an issue, uh, AR-15 that's non-restricted. Woohoo! Well, I own an AR-15. I want an MP5. I can't have one. I want one. That's, I think, the the gist of the question. Yeah. Mm. Like maybe, uh, maybe that Gatlin gun then off of uh, off of Predator that he can <laughs> Trevor's like, with. I'm having a brain aneurysm. I can't even, I don't even know. I want them all. All of them. Yeah, all is a number. Let's count all. All is a number. Yeah. All right, let's go to that. Yeah, good. I like it. Okay, so going into gun laws, if you could magically remove one Canadian gun law, which one would it be? Mag restrictions. Mag capacity. AR-15. Make it. Yeah, but do you... Yeah, I mean, that... that, that, Oh, yeah, you're right. No, it's a toss-up because I would really like to have a a non-restricted AR-15. Yeah. But a non-restricted AR-15 with capped mags or uncap mags for everything else like right you're right uh, i'd because take I can, 15 no i'd have, I mean, I'd have so are, many are, of them there are so many non-restricted 556 uh semi-autos out there that take ar mags but they're so expensive they'd all come down in price if there was no such thing yeah. as a restricted firearm oh that's mm-hmm. true there's that yes. there's that all right so cool for me, for me, right. Class, classification laws would, wouldn't exist there'd be yeah. no as prohibit or restricted all right awesome okay Favorite hunting round slash gun combination? 30 out six. In a lever action. 270. In a bolt. Okay. Uh, favorite holster manufacturer? Serpa. 
<laughs> Uncle Mike's. No, Uncle Mike's. I want to switch Uncle it. Uncle Mike's. Mike's. Highlander Sorry. Tactical. Oh, that's a good one. I like Blackhawk. Is it Blackhawk? Yeah. Or is it Blade yep. Tech? Blade it's Tech. Both. I like them both. Latex good. I've got. Yeah, I like Latex. Like I think Latex is uh, a higher quality posters. one, right? Mm, yeah. Ghost yeah, well, like Latex. Yeah. Ghost Free. Yeah. Ghost Free. Yeah. Yeah. Highlander Tactical for carry. Okay, so flavor favorite plinking targets. Tenorite. Gophers. Yeah, I wish we had gophers here. <laughs> <laughs> it would totally be gophers. A plate rack that you can reset. Oh, yes. that's a good one. I like pop cans. Silhouette. Silhouettes. Silhouettes yeah. are cool. Because they're fun. And yep. they have different sizes. Yep. Adriel? Gophers. Gophers. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, yeah, anyways. Uh, what's the furthest you've traveled to go shooting or hunting? Utah. Alberta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I traveled to Texas, but I didn't get to shoot. I actually I thought I was going to shoot. I traveled to Croatia, but that was shooting archery. Doesn't count. Uh, archery is not real. Utah. I went to Grand Prairie to shoot an elk. <laughs> Cool. That's not very far, though. No, it's uh, not. What's the very last gun you would ever give up? Uh, 795. My model, my model 29. Mm, okay. every, everything in my safe could potentially get sold. So mm-hmm. <laughs> There is a price. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Ever give up? Uh, what's the very last gun you would ever buy? Presume you could buy anything legally available in Canada, and you already have all the guns you really want. So the last gun I'd ever buy? Yep. Uh, P24 Liberator. Isn't that what it was called? That little single shot 45 caliber metal oh, stand. Oh, yeah, that was called the Liberator, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it was a P24, but it was a, yeah, the Liberator yeah, pistol. Liberator, yeah. Uh, the Taurus 24-7? Is that their? <laughs> yeah, that one. Anything by High Point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, I was know. right. F, uh, I wasn't right. It's FP45. That's what it was. Okay. What yeah. gun would you not accept, even as a gift? FP45. Well, we know it's... Okay. Anything Kel-Tec. <laughs> accept any. Yeah, accept we know. That. You paid for a broken one. We're not going to go yeah. there. Uh, I don't know. How about a Norinco uh, H- uh, 780 there? 780. <laughs> <laughs> it actually blew up in Muffin's face. The, the right. bolt, bolt carrier fa- uh, failed. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Okay, do you prefer paper reference manuals or electronic manuals? Electronic. Manuals? Manuals. <laughs> manuals. I love it. Hey, Joe, you win. All right. <laughs> tell us what. Tell us about one time uh, when the gun in your hand let you down. Trevor? <laughs> uh, I, was at Nipsic, I was at Nipsic match, and the barrel in my... 2011 uh, cracked at the lug and locked up oh. the gun and I, and I zeroed the stage. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever had a gun let me down to the point where. Yeah, me neither. I remember it like devastating. My pistol. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I didn't know how to shoot uh, That was that was ammo. It wasn't the gun. Sorry, go ahead, Adriel. My pistols back when I didn't know how to shoot them. <laughs> no, my Air 15. I, uh, I I had a failure to extract on a on a Tula round that. Uh, it, it just stuck left in there, and it's like, well, the stage is over. Right. I could say my Glock when I when I or Trevor forgot to put it back together properly at the last SNB two fifty. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe that happened. Bang! You know, parts just start start falling out of my gun. I <laughs> used to. How do you I put used... Glock back together incorrectly? We just I, forgot you to, forget to put parts in. 
And the, it wasn't really even his fault because had he seen the part, it would have gone back in, but it had rolled off the table into the sand. It was gone. So you just, if you don't see it, you don't think to put it in. So it wasn't really his fault. It just, it was unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it wasn't in there. Yeah, exactly. But okay. We're only at 37. Yeah. Oh, we better hurry. No, more, no more story time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Worst guns you've owned or have owned for stripping assembling. SBT 40. SU 16. <laughs> I, the 1022 when it had that stupid ATI clamshell. Oh, wait, I, got, I, I take mine back. Blaze. The Blaze uh, 22 screws along the whole side. The Norinko Woodsman. Okay. Easiest gun you own or have owned for stripping and assembling? Glock. Glock. F and S, because I don't own a Glock. <laughs> yeah, you've obviously never taken the trigger out. Okay, first modification you would apply to a new in-the-box AR-15. Trigger. 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 First modification you would apply to a new in-the-box handgun. None. Sights. What? Yep, sights. Good. Adjustable right. rear fiber optic front. What gun have you owned the longest? 795. The... Is that true? No, it's my Monster 500. No, it's one of those. Uh, I mean, it was given to me by my father, but so it's got to be my 3030. Yep. Yep, that counts. What is the shortest uh, time you've owned a gun? Uh, I bought a gun and sold it before it arrived in the mail. The transaction was approved. It was shipped to me and I sold it in transit. I've done the, <laughs> I've done the same thing. So negative couple days. Wow. I, I keep all mine and the one that I just bought a couple weeks ago. Cool. All right. Uh, what rifle shotgun looks better in wood furniture? The AR-15. <laughs> God. I mean, 30, 30, 30 in wood furniture. You yeah. can't, put, if you put it in black plastic. Mossberg, and, Mossberg yeah. did, did not do anybody no. any favors by making no. that no. tactical lever action. No, a, a lever action in wood is the ultimate wood gun. And yep. the ultimate wood shotgun is, I don't know. Cooey Model 84. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I like it. Yep, Trevor wins. Okay, what rifle shotgun would you would look horrid if it wasn't wasn't in plastic furniture? We covered it. AR-15, yeah, next. Uh, what was the <laughs> first 30, game 30. you ever shot or eaten? So game What's would be animal. the first game? Yeah. Gross. Dory. When I was a kid, I ate the little pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, if you've ever shot and eaten. Uh, oh, shot. Personally shot. Yeah, gross. Yeah, gross. gross. I haven't shot anything. Hmm. I'll go to the grocery store, shoot a turkey, take it home and eat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's not. But yeah. not your usual grocery store because you won't be allowed back. Oh, you won't be allowed back. No. <laughs> Speaking from All right. Screen. Trevor, how many guns would make you happy? More is not an answer. Um, I, 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 50. I don't believe it. More. <laughs> All right. No, really? Okay. You're probably right. I, I would, at, at 100, I would be like, okay, I'm good. No, you wouldn't. Then you'd start collecting. You already have got... gases. All right. I'm, 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 okay. Never mind. 200 questions. Go. Infinity. Okay. <laughs> List three obscure things you bring to the range every time, not including guns, ammo, and license slash paperwork. Obscure things? Um, yeah. Jolly Ranchers, water, bring... and baby wipes. There you go. I think that applies to all of us. All right. I Next. take I take Soylent. <laughs> is the so green. green. <laughs> yeah. Contact lens case. Oh, that's, that's a good one. What top-level shooting sport, IPSC, IDPA, three-gun Olympics, etc., do you wish you could shoot competitively in? Um, F-class. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Precision. Precision rifle. Yeah. I'll say okay. three gun because I, I I'm competitive locally here, but not 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 even like regionally. All right. So if you could hunt any game on the planet, what would it be? Dinosaurs. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. T Rex. Mm. Mm. Um. Elk. Not no. Sorry, not elk. Caribou. Caribou. I would also have to say dinosaurs because that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's disgusted with us. <laughs> How many gun They're safes? They're not taking this seriously, and it's taken way too long. <laughs> All right. How many gun safes do you own, and how big is the largest? Zero. All of my guns are locked in cases. I got two. He's thinking. I have six because some of them are pistol safes, and the largest holds fourteen. Oh, that's not true. Oh. I do have a pistol safe. Yeah. All right. All right. I have uh, I have a big closet, and then there's another safe as well. So technically, they're a safe. Yeah. A safe. Yeah. What gunsmith maintenance tool should every AR-15 be shipped with? The chamber brush. The armor yeah. wrench. The chamber brush. I was going to say the wrench. The barrel wrench. But... Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, the barrel. Yeah. Well, the armorer's wrench would. Uh, yeah. 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 It does all that except for the brush. Yeah, the brush is a good one though. What game have you had the most success hunting? Gophers, <laughs> what do you mean success? <laughs> we're going, if we're going to quantity, gophers. Yeah, if we're going thousands, thousands, tens yeah, of thousands. Body count, then definitely definitely gophers. After that, it would be grouse, then bunnies, then bears. Yeah, I'm with Trevor minus the bears. Bears. Yeah, I go All right. in there. The bears. The if bears. you could legal CCW in Canada, what would you carry and in what holster? Glock 19 in a Serpa. Nope, not okay. a Serpa. No, Glock 19 in a in a uh, concealment solutions. That's a good one. I probably do yep, like so. a 44 Magnum, like a, a Smith and Wesson, because I I would carry a shoulder uh, holster. Yeah, and I I would I, well not maybe not the shoulder holster, but I would do that for uh, uh, bow hunting and that kind of thing. Oh, that's, that's true. W. Yeah, the concealed carry weapon CCW. Oh, I'd have a jacket over top because it's cool. all right. Cool. Here. All right, Roger that. <laughs> Okay, pump, semi-auto, over, under, or a side-by-side shotgun. Which one do you guys? Single shot. Single shot? <laughs> it wasn't even an option. No, it's not. I Semi- like over and under. Um, nice looking. Over and under for hunting, upland game, semi-auto for everything else. Pump okay. action for cheap. If I had to pick just one, it would be pump. Matthew. Yeah. Am I scaring you? Yes, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sorry, moving on. Favorite movie on-screen gun. Trevor, get, Trevor gets to pass, as we already know, uh, about his love for the S&W uh, Model 29. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Um, the Beretta uh, 2 and Die Hard. Yes. I said that really loud, didn't I? It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you agree. Yes. Uh, I'll try and think of that movie with Christian Bale where he's got those oh, crazy guns. Um, I know which one you're talking about. I can never remember the name of it. The one where there's like no emotions anymore. Uh, Equilibrium. Yep, nailed it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Great movie. You got to watch it. Equilibrium. Got it. Equilibrium. Favorite paper uh, media gun magazine. So. Uh, recoil. Favorite. Recoil. Yeah, recoil is good. Caliber is also not here. Bad. But caliber. caliber. Yeah, caliber is yeah. good too. It's Canadian. Yeah. It's Canadian. All right. Favorite gun podcast. Slamfire. Done. <laughs> <laughs> done. Next. <laughs> okay. Favorite non-gun podcast. Uh, True Crime Garage. I haven't heard that one yet. Amazing. Yeah? What do you okay. mean non-gun podcast? <laughs> he doesn't listen to them. They make All those? Right. 
<laughs> Freakonomics for me. Uh, let's see a true crime one there with our friend, uh, da, 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 the bedtime stories. It's called the nighttime, nighttime podcast with Jordan Bonaparte yeah. from Halifax. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Awesome. It is an awesome one. It is. Uh, one thing you've done in the last three months related to personal preparedness prepping. Well, Trevor sold his gun. No, I restocked <laughs> the, I restocked the, what my wife calls the, uh, bomb shelter. We've got a uh, we've got a pantry in the basement, a cold storage in the basement for uh, long term food storage. So we restocked that recently. Hmm. Anybody bought else? More spam. Bought more spam. <laughs> I bought more ammo. Cool. Ammo is good. Yep. Yeah. Zombies. Zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what gun did you once own and got rid of, and to this day regret losing? Didn't we already talk about this yeah, one? We did that one. What All question right. number are we at? We're at sixty-two. Let's go to 190. Excellent. Let's go right there. Oh, my God. This is a long list. Yeah. Thanks, Marcel. We tried. We tried. We failed. Too many squirrels. (laughs) Nine millimeter 40 Smith & Wesson or 45 ACP or 357 Meg or 44 Meg. None of the above. 357 Sig. All right. Favorite non-gun store? Um, Aircraft Spruce. Oh, that's a good one. Great hobbies. Okay. Mech. Oh, that's a good one, Trev. Oh, oh yeah. a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Favorite Chuck Norris joke? So Chuck Norris fell out of the awesome tree and hit every <laughs> branch on the way down. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you remembered one, so we'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Puns. To be welcomed or are they suitable, a legal means to kill somebody? No, Welcome. they are to be welcomed and Welcome. cherished. Especially in Matthew's presence. <laughs> not 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 a po- not to be confused with couchist, just cherished. <laughs> All right. Blue steel with wood and leather or black and or black or stainless with plastic. Black and stainless with plastic. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh would you go into debt to buy a gun or to Again? take training? <laughs> Uh, Hello, do you know what Mag Forty cost me? <laughs> a lot. Uh, there was a lot. There was paying that one off for two years. Yeah. Neither. Invest in the training. Bipod or shooting off the bag or rest. Bag. Mm. Bipod. I do bag, but if if I were to do like PRS or something like that or hunting, bipod. Bipod. Neither. Sling. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when introducing a new shooter to the sport, what gun do you use for their very first rounds? Twenty-two. Anything 22. 22. Yeah. And then 338 Lapua. Exactly. Harder soft shell gun cases. I prefer hard. Hard, yeah. Hard. It depends on what it is. Well, I beat the heck out of them. Like, you're going to chuck them in the back of your car. I have a couple soft, but they're, they're, yeah, I like like the hard ones better. Okay. Speed holster or Kydex slash retention holster? Kydex. 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 All right. Last one. Trevor, you didn't actually give us anything for Kydex or because we've been doing this for an hour, so we're good. Okay. All right, Kydex. <laughs> if you were if you were told you had one last range trip in you, what guns would you take for your last time out? All of them. Yep. No, if I had to pick, I would take uh, my th- my three gun battery, my FN pistol, my STI AR, and my Versmax shotgun. That's probably yeah, I, yeah, I'd do probably the same thing, the Glock, the AR, and the shotgun. Actually, yeah. no, scratch that. I would go for the nostalgia. I would take my dad's old 3030 and my 29 Smith & Wesson. Aww. 
softy at heart. Just a softy. Yep, that's what this face says. Big softy. <laughs> All right, that's two hundred. Well All right, done. yay! Right. We got through them. Yeah. He put more effort uh, into right. it than we did. I feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, that was a long time. Let's uh, let's go into listener feedback because talking about long time, we've got a lot of uh, listeners' uh, emails here. Good. Uh, Trevor, yeah. did you watch the video? Yeah, we'll do that next show. Okay. From Justin D, I personally love how you run the show. Longer episodes are fine with me, especially <laughs> with the outtakes. <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> You're all great representatives for the, the Canadian shooters, and you have helped many of us learn a lot. After the recent episode, I took a look at the Matador Arms products. The Sabretooth is pretty cool, and I will be telling my SKS-owning friends about it. I know at least one of them will be interested. With all the maple seed talk and progress, I'm getting more excited. It has jump-started my interest in upgrading my 1022 with a sling and an auto bolt release. Hopefully I can attend one in the near future from Justin. Matthew, did you want to take Robert's? Yeah, from Robert. Hi, guys. I don't have a favorite guest episode or moment from the show, but I thought it was important you know how much your show means to me. When I was first exposed to firearms, I was excited and enthralled. I sought out sources of information and came across CRR. I wrote the show to say how much I enjoyed what you're doing and how living in Toronto, working a minimum wage job, put firearms outside of my price range. You guys convinced me to get my PIL anyway, and the next year I did. I also took your advice and joined the CSSA, the NFA for a spell, and the CCFR. When I left my credit job to go back to school, I reached out to you again and now at uh, now at Slamfire, asking if the PX4 Storm would make a good IPSC pistol and where to get good information for my numerous pro-gun essays and assignments. Your answers were very much appreciated. At this point, purchasing a firearm was still out of my price range, but when I could, I would take a group of my classmates to the range using their walk-in package. I would like to think that I changed some minds thanks to you. When I graduated, I rewarded myself with a Remington 870 because it was the only firearm that I could think of that wasn't overkill for the 25-meter indoor range that I shot at and was non-restricted. I found out they just don't make them like they used to, but live and learn, I guess. Once I found a job, I was able to pony up the cash for a range membership and just the other day ordered my first handgun. I have a pig. Uh, pig. <laughs> I have a SIG P226 on the way, and I am giddy as a schoolgirl waiting for it to arrive. To sum up, I guess I want to say that you guys uh, serve as a touchstone to the firearms community for me. My friends enjoy shooting every now and again, but are not really into it. It probably sounds creepy seeing as how we never met, but to me, you guys are my gunny friends. You have encouraged me and been there to answer all of my silly questions since 2012. I would like to thank you for that and for uh, all that you've done for the firearms community as a whole. I've always wanted to go to the charity shoot, but was intimidated by not having any firearms, not knowing anyone, and never having been to a shooting event. Maybe that will change going forward. Thanks again for all you guys do. Dude, come to the charity shoot. There's yeah. lots of guns there, and you know us. We don't know you, but apparently you know us. <laughs> and I will be, be a little you... creepy. No, I'm kidding. It's not creepy at all. That's normal. Yeah. I'll be happy to let you shoot Matthew's guns. Uh, and you can shoot Trevor's <laughs> guns all day long. You can even shoot his ammo. There you go. <laughs> Way to be the one upper. Yay. <laughs> That's really cool to come and meet us because we would like to meet you. Yes, come and yeah. come and meet us. It would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, it would be. Yes. 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 Kelly, <laughs> did you want to take the next one? Hey guys, con- this is from Craig, by the way. Hi guys. Uh, congrats on hitting episode 200. It's been awesome so far and look forward to many more episodes. In response to Adriel's last 
In response to Adriel last week, I like hearing about the interesting things available uh, for the retailers that you guys notice. Uh, those updates are great. In honor of the 200th episode, I decided to hit the circle uh, this week. Sent you an, this email, sent an iTunes review, uh, became a Patreon. He did, by the way. Wow. And purchased a new gun. Woo. Awesome. Wow. I actually, <laughs> I actually sent three iTunes reviews. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a gone. trifecta. Yeah, just pick one. He only sent one. We only got one uh, right. uh, to put on the site. Uh, that experience was brutal. If Thank the, you for it anyway. <laughs> if none of them show up, well, I guess it's not happening. As far as uh, the gun, I think it's pretty cool. And it's going to be a surprise for you guys when I bring it out to Bonneville for the show and tell in July. Awesome. Here, here's hoping Adriel manages to get his uh, links and brings this out for everyone to shoot as well. Brings it out for everyone to shoot as well. Thanks, guys. Have, have a links coming? Cool. You talked about Something once upon a time, if money was no object, you'd buy the bullpup oh, links yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So from Craig again, you guys tricked me with episode with the episode 199.5. I wanted to celebrate with a new gun purchase. So this week I brought a Narenko. Oh, he's telling us now. Yeah. <laughs> This week, I bought a Norenko M14 uh, to complete my Israeli part kits from uh, Wolverine. In tribute nice. to Barney, uh, your guest from the last, uh, from a few episodes ago, I've I then bought a second parts kit to build an M14 with a heavy barrel as well. Why not? Why have one when you can have two? I think uh, for missing last. I think for missing uh, last week, Trevor needs to bring something cool to Bonneville for everyone to shoot. Adriel has dibs on the links still. Good. Yeah. You're getting this links apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if this episode, if this is episode 199.75. Which we joked about at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm likely to be buying another gun and Matthew needs to bring something cool as well. Thanks for all the amazing episodes, guys. Craig. Awesome. Cool. Trevor, do you want to take this one from Patty? Sure. Patty says, uh, SFR crew, I've indeed listened to all 200 episodes without any questions. Without any question, you guys are my favorite podcast out there. Favorite moment. Trevor and Matthew, why don't you tell us what? It's Trevor. Oh, this, this is, this yeah. is Trevor speaking. Do you want to read it for me? Okay. If Trevor. We'll do it right, and you can do it. <laughs> this is his favorite part. Of, you know that? I'm so thankful this is live right now. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Trevor. And Matthew, why don't you tell us what you did this week in guns? Matthew. I shot a baby gopher in the face with a shotgun. Trevor. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> Trevor, that I was drank my the favorite moment too. <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid and picked up an FNS nine. Love the gun, but not loving the sights. What do you recommend for fiber optics? Go to uh Warren Savigny's website and there's a variety of different heights. Uh, of front post and gap of rear notch that you can choose from depending on the application and where you want the gun to zero. So go to Civigny's sites for that. Uh, Adriel, I never gave you a shout out. Thanks for posting two pictures of your FNS holster on Facebook. I copied what you did and it worked beautiful. Works beautifully. Thanks. I appreciate it. Kelly, thank you for introducing the SFR drinking game. <laughs> Anytime you say yeah, yeah, so, so uh, uh, it's not even that. It's, it, and everything. And everything. <laughs> and everything. That one. Uh, yeah. And, and all everything. that. And everything and all that. I could get drunk in 10 minutes listening to you talk when I would be doing that. Move anyway, on. 
and we take, <laughs> we take a drink and we love and we love you for it. I suspect I will be slammed by the time this is read. Hopefully not during Monday's commute. Matthew, Matthew, how's the foregrip working out for you? I hope it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> As for the stock you put in the uh, show notes last week, please let me uh, review. No, uh, not only not not only would this not be allowed on the short bus. But when you pick it up, you actually... Oh, I'm not reading that word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know... uh, No, I'm not doing it. Ergonomics. I think Air Air 15. Now think the farthest possible thing from that. The owner has never hit more than seven clays in a row. Uh, So we're talking about the wood wood stock there that was made for that shotgun. Now that's all I have to say about that. Many people out in podcast land really appreciate the work you guys put into this podcast every week. Keep up the great work and congratulations on 200 episodes. Cheers, Patty. Thanks, Patty. Thanks, Patty. Yep. I've got the next one here from Mike. Hello, all. I just thought I would mention this story for what it's worth. I overheard Adriel mention in one of your episodes something about Howling Raven. Out of curiosity, since I love his uh, YouTube opinions, I would check out what Howling Raven was. Right away, I wanted to, but their magazine extension for my Mosin and a firing spin, uh, for a firing pin spring. I emailed them to inquire about shipping to Canada and mentioned in my short inquiry that I heard your company mentioned on none other than Slamfire Radio, explaining that you were a Canadian firearms podcast. In response to my email, the one who wrote me back said, I am definitely checking out that podcast or radio show. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, order placed and thought maybe you could reach out to them. Who knows what kind of friendship and or episode you could develop from it. Have a great night, Mike. Matthew, do you want to take the one from Spencer? Yes, I do. <laughs> Just got a chance to catch up on everything Slam Fire. And man, Trevor, is uh, that is a find. If you ever uh, make it back to Utah, you... You can't read huh? this one. This is, this one should be read on the uh, bonus episodes. Okay, good enough. Skip this so one I do not want to read this one. Next. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you, Spencer. Sorry, that was Spencer. awesome. Good luck with yeah. the players. <laughs> Wait, what? I'll read this from Tim S. because it's really short. It says, congratulations on episode 200. Favorite episodes are with Mr. Gil Taka, as he is a, is great at breaking things down. I would like to hear about how the Firearms Advisory Board now works. Well, maybe we can figure that so out. So would we. <laughs> <laughs> they, still haven't, they still haven't gotten a full advisory at some point. Awesome. Maybe Trevor, do you want to take the one from Mark here? From Mark. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. My favorite Slamfire radio moment is when Matt got a new phone and harassed Trevor all week. <laughs> uh, ending in a climatic phone call live on air. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was. Oh, and the excitement of hearing my name on the podcast. Also, I also want to give give you one Trevor trigger. It's high speed, low drag to help Trevor get get go. Get, get the go, go the go button. Get, get the go to... button much faster. Yeah. Get to the go button much faster. Thanks every uh thanks for everything you, you all do to make this great podcast. Even Trevor, Mark P. From Jason P. 1911s are out, Trevor owns multiples. SKS are out, Trevor owns multiples. Tapco was out. Trevor has bought Magpul and Matador Arms. So Tapco is now boring. What's left? Congrats <laughs> on two hundred big episodes, 136 good ones. Good ads with Adriel and Kelly, but we still miss Owen. 
Thanks for all your hard work and the rest. You're important in the good fight for good rights. See you in Calgary at the CCFR AGM. Thanks, Jason. Plastic on 3030s is still in. Wood on AKs or uh, ARs is still in. And yeah, TAPCO is still in. Sweet. Uh, Matthew, did you want to take the next one here? From ET. Hi, Matt. I would have to agree with the listener who wrote to you about permanently keeping a firearm in your car. It's a subject that interests me, so I have been keeping an eye out on the subject. Following a friendly discussion with a lawyer familiar with gun laws, it was made clear that if you were uh, storing a firearm in your car, you should respect the storage laws. Those transported with your car for a specific activity can follow transportation laws. You need to be clear about the distinction. Know your intent and act accordingly. I wish our gun laws were more user-friendly so that the average working man could understand them. In the meantime, I would suggest buying the legal advice insurance and the legal defense insurance offered by the CCFR. And that comes to us from Etienne. So that's your excellent advice. And um, yeah, as I figured it was going to be, that's if you're going to keep your gun in your car um, overnight or on a regular basis, lock it up and put the ammo somewhere else. Just, just be safe. It's better that way. That way you don't get any sort of ridiculous charges on you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we've got a whole pile of Facebook comments here. Um, just in in the interest of uh, our show, play, uh, go check us out on Facebook, and uh, and you can read them all there. Um, we'll post them there. Yeah, we, summing it up, it's like, hey, I've listened to them all. Where's Owen? Where's Owen? Where's Owen? You guys are awesome. Where's Owen? I think you guys should have Owen back. Where's Owen? Trevor is the best. What Trevor? That, that's no, a tough. At that last one right um, there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, you guys are awesome on on Facebook. Thank you for uh, for sending all of that out. That was cool. Awesome. We should uh, we should we should say hi did to we, Chris. Do we invite someone on here? Yeah. yeah. Who's this we guy? We did. We did. I have no we had a special idea. guest. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Oh well, I, I heard it was the 200th episode, so I thought it might be appropriate for me to show up and visit. Well, we it thought is. we thought the same thing. Yeah. I wore a shirt in your honor. Look. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time. Like, since the first time we ever podcasted, it's actually been years and years. I don't even know how long it's been. Close to six at this point. Yeah. Really? Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, quite a quite a while. Yeah, yeah no, you, uh, you kicked it all off. You started it all off with uh, Canadian Reload Radio way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's come a long way. Like the dream that I always wanted for, you know, the Canadian gun community was to have a whole bunch of podcasts and everyone making their own media. And it's finally happened. So that's something that's made me really happy to see everyone. There's so many podcasts that you can't listen to them all anymore, which is right. which is a good thing. Yep. Yeah. So what have you been up to lately? Uh, I've been up to a lot of uh, different things. I, I took a new friend uh, shooting the other day. So nice. That was fun. Yeah. First time I ever brought a uh, transgender person to the, the gun club. So that was kind of neat. Cool. So, yeah. Look, it's important to take first date shooting, Chris. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and, and important to introduce uh, new people in general to the sport. I'm actually very hopeful with a lot of the people I've been hanging out with lately. I've been making a lot of new friends and they're all interested in learning how to shoot. So cool. that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So cool. what about you guys? What have you been up to? You probably went through it earlier on the show, but we, you know. we did same old, yeah. same old. Trevor did a whole bunch of stuff. Lots I of archery. Nothing. Adriel and, uh, reviewed two more guns, and Kelly shooting her twenty two some more. So yeah, yeah. spending money at SFRC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. What'd you get? Oh, 
more 1022 magazine rounds because or magazines because of the fact that you know they're kind of scary. Mm, yeah, get them when you can get them. Do you have any clear ones? No, I want some. So if I anybody want, knows yeah. where some are, let me clear know. Clear 1022 mags are the best. Yeah. Yeah. I had are. one. I had one from the 1022 you sold me, Matthew. Yeah, I remember because I looked high and low for that thing. I bought that for a ridiculous amount of money. Mm. But it was awesome. I liked it. So, Chris, are you going to be uh, joining us at this year's charity shoot? Yes, absolutely. Un- unless awesome. there's some kind of weird, unforeseen fork of, uh, circumstances, I'll, I'll be there. And uh, there will be trophies again. So Excellent. And medals. Wonderful. And Wonderful. Uh, it's a great event. If, if anyone hasn't come and they're on the fence thinking about whether or not they're going to come out, you'll have a fantastic time. Wonderful people there. Uh, lots of fun shooting. Lots of prizes. I was shocked uh, the last one. Some people got some really amazing stuff. People actually walked away with guns and, and not just long guns, handguns too. And uh, and the number of sponsors this year is crazy. It's just, yeah. uh, it's fantastic to see the amount of support. So uh, it's uh, it's a fun time. You won't you won't regret coming out. That means Robert has to come, right? Oh, ev- everyone has to come. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's got to yeah, come. Robert, yeah, no, Robert's got to come. That's a rule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was I was thinking I might even go all gold guns this year. I'm not sure. So. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you at all wait <laughs> yes it does <laughs> maybe even a gold 1911 i'm not sure i don't know we could call you goldfinger <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to talk <laughs> yeah no i think if i do like a gold a gold pistol a gold shotgun and then some kind of gold not sure if it's going to be like a pistol caliber thing or or some kind of rifle then i'm good with three gold guns i think that's cool and it won't be. I one of them will not, will not be a, a Desert Eagle. I am not going to do the gold Desert Eagle. <laughs> With the target stripes? Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, and, we'll and I'm not. I'm not saying anything against people who have done that because I know people who have done that. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm not doing that. I'll I'll go a different route. <laughs> there you go. So, Chris, anything specific that you wanted to touch upon? while you're hanging out with us here tonight or just want to pop and say hi. If not, I've got a, a, a suggestion, but is there anything specific that you wanted to go over? I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind hearing your suggestion just out of curiosity. Well, it's just that, uh, you know, it's been 200 episodes of slam fire radio. Uh, before that it was, uh, you know, 160 plus episodes of Canadian reload radio. And as Matthew said, you were, um, the spark that started program podcasting in Canada and it's one thing to say that, but maybe the listeners who are new and haven't been around since day one would like to hear that story again, how that started with the uh, CGM post and initial hosts and how it grew. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Mike Dixon posted up on CGN and put up a thread saying, why aren't there any Canadian gun podcasts? And then not too long afterwards, I jumped in and I'd, I said I'd help uh, help get that going. And then there was also Andrew Craig who hopped in as well and the three of us were the beginnings of Canadian gun podcasting. Oh, that's so, interesting. Uh, I misunderstood. I I guess my memory got skewed over time. I thought you had made the post. No, no, it was Mike Dixon. Mike Dixon Mike is the pod father. And, uh, <laughs> the pod father. He had, yeah, he had the idea. Without him having put up that thread, uh, I wouldn't have had anything to jump in and join in with, right. and uh, neither would have uh, Andrew Craig. So who knows if anyone would have even started it. And I was surprised that there wasn't anything. I, I mean, it really is... It did take odd. a while, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, it just, and, it's like nobody wanted to step up and actually start. So kudos to you guys to actually start. And, yeah. act, you know, it was one thing for Mike to post, hey, why isn't there? It's a completely other thing to go, well, if well, nobody else is going to do it, I guess I will. And then you guys did. So, I mean, that that was amazing. 
Yeah, and for a while I had my own separate podcast, uh, separate. Yes, that's the, right. Chris Anderson yeah. presents for a yeah. while, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and I would just on that I would regularly say it, it's it's easy if you've got a computer, you've got an internet connection, a microphone, you can you can make a podcast. Go ahead, please do. And for the longest time, I asked people to do it, and no one did. And I, I sort of wondered if anyone else was going to bother trying. But slowly over time, more and more people started doing it. Even the the French guys started doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they yeah. they were third. Or, uh, no, they weren't third. They existed while Canadian Real Radio existed. And New Shooter Canada, George Hatch, started out on his own at the yep. same time Canadian Reload Radio existed. So and there was also uh, Owen the Warrior, and yes, uh, and I, I very much enjoyed his tactical turnips and all his talk <laughs> about farming. Oh, I miss hearing about Comfrey. Well, in the early days, whenever a, a new podcast came out, I mean, now there are too many to listen to all of them all the time. I have sampled them, but I would listen to everyone's every episode of everyone's podcast just to see what it was like. Even the French guys, I couldn't, I, I don't understand French, but I listened to an episode. Just <laughs> you're hilarious. Like, and I remember commenting on, I was like, sounds good. I don't know what you're saying, but it sounds good. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, of course I was able to listen to it. So I did on a regular basis and they were supposed to come back and it never happened. It just fell through mm-hmm. again. Well, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, podcasting's fun, but we all have, we're all industrious people and we all have responsibilities that we have to take care of. And sometimes certain things supersede. You know, sometimes you lose momentum on things. I've been caught up in a whole lot of different things personally, which uh, have absorbed a lot of my time, but they've helped me grow a lot as a person recently. So, uh, you know, it's been productive, but productive in different ways, you know, and I, I still do like to come out and participate in things. I'm still, you know, a bit politically active, but there were a lot of years where I spent almost all my time being politically active and podcasting and editing. And I would see other people post up about, oh, went out shooting today. It was wonderful. And I'm like, why don't I do that? Like, why don't I ever get to go <laughs> yeah. out and shoot? Because there are always those people who would do nothing but shoot and they wouldn't do anything political and they, they wouldn't contribute a whole lot, but they'd have an amazing time. And so, you know, I think it's important for everyone to take that extra time out or even take a vacation every now and then and go off and actually enjoy doing the thing that you're trying to protect because you can start yeah, to lose is, touch you, can, you can get burned out real quick if you don't uh, take time to to relax and go enjoy your actual you know thing that you love. So shooting in this case, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time we live in. Like an interesting time, an interesting world. Podcasting's come around to be a really big thing. New media is a big thing. Old media is dying, which I am celebrating. You know, it's it's sort of getting onto its deathbed, which is wonderful. And it's great that average people now have the ability to reach out to tens of thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people at a time. And we have the ability to, to put ourselves out there with our own ideas. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see the average person's opinion overtaking big news outlets in terms of not just popularity, but believability, which is really, we're, really we're cool. big news now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? you You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. A lot of the big mainstream news publications shut down the comments on their sites. Yep. Not necessarily because they disagree with the comments, but often the comments are more believable than the actual news story. <laughs> and yep. and that's why they do it. It's, it's one of the big reasons why they do. Um, but we're at a weird crossroads with media and also weird crossroads politically with generations of people. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Generation Z, but that's the next generation of young people that is coming up. The, those, these are the high school students of today or people just entering college. And they're predicted to be the most conservative generation since World War II. So I'm really, really excited about that. Because um, I see in terms of, of the battle that we fight uh, in standing up for the values that we believe in, and not just gun stuff, but the things that surround it and sort of go hand in hand with it. Um, I see it's it's some older folks and a lot of Gen Xers. Then there's Generation Y, which seems to be the snowflake generation. <laughs> Trevor's favorite. <laughs> people who, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and for a while I felt very, very, um, I don't want to say I felt hopeless, but there were dark clouds on the horizon until Trump won. That was great. Brexit, that was wonderful too. And uh, I saw a couple of uh, by-elections recently, Canadian by-elections, really good results for us, and uh, Generation Z. And these young kids, they're being lied to by their teachers, by their parents, by the media, by just about everyone in a, in a position of authority. But the great thing is they've all got smartphones. Just a point of order, I don't lie to my students. So I'm just oh, well, well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, except for that one time when you put that girl's phone in the microwave. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, I was what? there for that. So there was that. He didn't actually turn it on, though, which is the joke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't you don't take your phone out of my class or I do something about it. And on yeah. this day, it went in a microwave. <laughs> that was so funny. Never been told to f off so fast in all my life. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> well, those phones aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, but uh, but kids can fact check everything. That's the great yeah. thing about the internet. That's the great thing about smartphones. That's the great thing about our access to information is that when someone lies to you, you can go and check and see if you've been lied to and see what's right and what's wrong and make up your mind for yourself. And it seems that the young people of today, a lot of them are, uh, are more interested in truth and honesty than they are narratives and politics and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's been really exciting for me. So I think it's a hopeful time for us. I think that um, if we can concentrate on getting, I mean, all, all kinds of new shooters, but younger shooters, into the sport and if we can concentrate on new media i mean we should be making memes that's the thing that people are missing out on you know memes facebook posts twitter posts youtube videos all that kind of stuff get on uh, reddit uh our canada guns yeah all that stuff that's all good and it's everyone putting in their little contribution to the big thing and uh it's amazing i mean it's amazing go on youtube there are some people who put their little political videos up of of different varieties, left wing, right wing, centrist, whatever, uh, they have more viewers than a lot of news channels. And this is a person in their living room with a laptop. It's really crazy, but it has come to that where individual people are now the media. So it's good to see that we have a nice, healthy podcasting environment here in Canada because the people who are doing that are right where they should be. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was, uh, yeah. That was good insight. Good insight. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're we're coming up on what two and a half hours now. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So yeah, it's an epic. Yeah, it's going to be an epic show for sure. So, all right. If you'd like to show, send the show email. Send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Uh, we have uh, uh, an iTunes review here from Craig. The author is Craig's third attempt. So he's had lots of fun with uh, with iTunes. He's got to be better. I, uh, podcast rating app out there than iTunes, but no uh, that's all we got so far. Uh, five-star review title, best podcast out there. Uh, the review is four amazing hosts, absolutely entertaining and insightful. A true highlight of my week. 
thanks for answering all my emails. And thank you, Craig. Uh, if you'd like to leave a review, please do so. Uh, we've got 148 five-star reviews so far, 115 in Canada, 30 in US, one Australian, one from the UK, one Lithuanian, and one from Belgium. Shoutouts. To Steve for the SDI parts, thank you very much. Ryan from Highlander Tactical, he finally uh, convinced me to buy an Odin holster by putting out a promo code promo code specifically for CCFR um, members. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks thanks for that, Ryan. I finally got around to it with a discount. That's awful. And Mr. Uzi, I got a wonderful package in the mail this week from him filled with 30 carbine brass and a whole pile of uh, neat little gems for my ammo collection. So thank you very much, Thomas. Nice. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I already gave my shout outs in my what I did in guns, so I don't know. Awesome. You know what? I got to send a mad shout out to my homeboy, Dirt McGirt. He couldn't yeah. make it. He couldn't make it tonight for the podcast. Weird. He had a dice game that he had to be at. You Makes know. sense. So uh, couldn't make it, but shout out to him. Wu-Tang represent. <laughs> I was just throwing up the W for those who, who yeah. can't see this. One of these right. days we'll see you and Dirty in the same room, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Dirty's around. And, and, to, and to continue to dispel the myth, I am not Dirt McGirt. I never mm-hmm. have been. Mm-hmm. Dirt yep. McGirt is an actual other person, for real. Right. Yep. Is he still real, posting yeah. on CGN? Uh, I haven't been posting that much, but... I don't think he was. He he tried to let things cool down because he got a lot of infractions, and okay. so did I. My my infraction thing resets, I think, in like five months or something. So <laughs> I've been just keeping it chill. What a coincidence! <laughs> <laughs> All right, carry on. Awesome. Any other shoutouts? No, that's it. All right, uh, Patreon supporters, we have some new ones. Uh, Daniel C at five five six. Dean M is at three oh eight. And Malcolm M is at a buck. And uh, we have a whole bunch of current Patreon supporters, but we're not going to read them right now because we're two and a half hours in. (laughs) Please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR, the CSSA. It's important to support those who support us. Get out there shooting IPSC, shoot a three-gun match at a local club, bust some sporting clays, get out hunting, and blast some long-range F-class targets. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook, we have 1,639 likes, five gold stars, assigned 858 petition, four thumbs up, two Harambe thumbs, one Mugen Dovid. Oh, it's gone already. Oh, <laughs> Mugen Dovid. Oh, there we go. That's Mugen. from the Jews. What's up? Oh, we're gonna we're definitely going to get some hate mail on that. No, there we go. David works. There's a holiday nicely. coming up. There's a holiday coming up. Okay. You got to have the, pro- the proper kosher wine. No, I'm saying on my, on my pronunciation from it. No, oh, oh that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Hate mail for that. Uh, two SIG P226 handguns, three platinum bullets, an adult-inspired foregrip, and a Trevor Trigger. <laughs> oh. Trevor gets right. triggered a lot. Triggered much, Trevor? Yep. <laughs> triggered right uh, now, thank Trevor? You all, thank you to, uh, all those listeners out there who have been sticking around with us for 200 and some episodes. 200 episodes? <laughs> yeah, it's more than 200 because we had a couple point fives and we had a couple of special bonus episodes, too. And then, of course, there's all the Patreons episodes and then of course there's trevor's cat so there's that for the people who are listening next week going what the heck well trevor's holding his cat right now on camera so uh, take take a, take a cat shooting take a cat shooting take your cat. But don't but don't shoot, don't your shoot cat. the cat no again <laughs> all right thanks everyone for listening 
Night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.